0: All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to the Talking Comics Podcast. It's Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. You're listening to episode number 575. I'll be real with you, it's been going for about 25 minutes, but we just decided to start the show now. I am your host, Steve Say, and joining me for this week's show are Mr. Bob Ryer. So. Batman can survive a fall through space
2: from the moon and re-enter through Earth's atmosphere? That's a That's thing? Right.
3: Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. That's
1: right. Okay. he's he Batman.
0: Stop. <laughs> also here, Joey Brachino is in the house. Sup. <laughs> Aaron Amos is here. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah! Yes, Mocha is also here. <laughs> Uh, John Burkle is here.
1: No longer guest status. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and green card. Chris Carey is also here.
4: Do you think that Damian Wayne listens to Taylor Swift just to sing it at Tim and say you need to calm down to annoy him? Because I do.
0: Agreed. Let me ask you this. <laughs>
4: yes. What is
0: Damian's go-to karaoke jam? Do you think if he had to sing if he had if it was Taylor Swift? we'll, we'll narrow it down.
3: Okay. If okay. Damien
0: was going to go up to the karaoke oh, bar oh, and he was going to sing some Taylor, what's he going to sing?
4: Dude, he is lover, singing mastermind. Oh no, no,
0: no. mastermind, lover, 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 <laughs> no, please, lover,
4: no, lover,
5: <laughs> started something here. Lover,
3: <laughs>
4: that or he just like comes in and he is like. Uh, there's never been anyone like me. No, he's
5: going to do... A, what's the song from... Um, uh, what's the song where she murders the guy?
3: Oh! Nobody,
5: oh, no, oh, crime. nobody no crime!
3: Nobody, nobody no,
4: no crime! crime. <laughs> 100%. Joey, you're right. It's nobody, no crime.
5: No, it's either that or uh, State of Grace. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Um... <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome Welcome to the show. Uh, Everybody's a little punchy this week, and I will tell you why. This here podcast is the last regular podcast of the year. If you listen to last week's show, uh, Joey went over his master plan for this year's uh, kind of... Awardsy end end-of-the-year celebration-y kind of thing that we're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we will be pre-recording and bringing you uh, new episodes every week like we normally do, but uh, we're all going to get together and do some presentations about our favorite books of the year, favorite comics of the year, favorite music, movies, video games, whatever. Uh, whatever we enjoyed. And we're going to share it all with you. Uh, there will be some... You know, like categories and uh, rousing conversations about books. I am sure, uh, and it won't be unhinged at all. We're all going to be very mature about <laughs> everything.
4: Joey is telling me that I can't do an audio PowerPoint, and I just say, "Challenge accepted."
5: <laughs>
1: I, I, I have a
5: whiteboard. Can I use a whiteboard? Yeah, you just hear, you just hear click, click, <laughs> click, or or Bob's like squeak, 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 squeak. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
4: I'll bring out I'll bring my conspiracy board instead. Just the red uh, ribbons connecting everything. And,
0: and, the,
5: and the little
2: push
0: pins, yes.
5: Also yes, very exactly. auditory. Yes,
0: I think that exactly. would go that would that would be great for this audio only podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it all in the mind's eye.
1: Hey, there is a great movie called Hot Rod where an AM radio station sponsors a fifty bus motorcycle jump. It's possible. <laughs>
0: I have seen this movie.
1: It's my happy movie. Whenever I'm upset, I watch Hot Rod, and I'm not That's unhappy amazing. anymore.
5: That has come up a few times this year on the podcast. I just want to throw that. I haven't out been there. the
1: happiest this year, Joey.
5: John, yeah. has, John has thrown out onto the podcast frequently. he would been like, you know what's great? Hot Rod. Yeah.
4: <laughs> That's the Christmas special. We all watch Hot Rods. <laughs>
0: Uh, John, have you ever seen Popstar, uh, Never Stop, Never Never Stop, Never Stopping? Never Stopping? Oh, my oh God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That movie rules. <laughs> it's so good. Who's in that one? That is
1: unfamiliar uh, to me. Andy Samberg again in the Lonely Island crew. It's so good. Oh.
0: It is a, it's like a, it's like a spinal tap for uh, pop star bands like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Oh, cool. And it is absolutely hilarious. At least I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm 100% with you. It's it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It has it
0: has moments in it that I just my my dark and twisted sense of humor, it gets there and then it stays there for a while. Yeah. Cool. Like John will know what I'm talking about, the scene where they periodically go back to the people in the office and they're all drinking their cups and laughing on, like maniacally and as they're laughing all their cups start to get bigger and there's more of them and suddenly they're duct taped together. That just is just that. comedy gold for me. I love that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. oh, John doesn't like that scene, apparently.
1: No, I, I'm with you. I was just laughing because I was just remembering it. I'm, I got to watch that movie again. <laughs> oh, God, oh, and Some real? of those songs. Oh, my God.
0: Oh my god, the the fuck, Bin Laden song is so good.
4: Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my god!
0: <laughs> oh my. Right. Go,
3: do, um, do some
2: I... <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats then too, while you're at it. Oh yes. Oh, there you go. You got Seth Green in a boy band. I mean, please.
0: <laughs> Seth Green. I haven't seen Seth Green in a yeah. long time.
2: And Katie Isabel is in that movie, and we've got you know Tara Reid before she went insane.
1: Go- Rachel Lee oh. Cook.
2: Yeah, she oh, and she's cut. awesome. But, oh, in that movie.
1: She's all that into Jesse and, and the Pussycat. Yeah,
2: and also in that movie are Jen and Sylvia Soska. If you look really, really, really closely,
0: yeah, they're in the crowd at the concert. In right, the crowd. Yeah. yeah. What's his name?
1: Uh, is it who's the bad
2: Alan guy? Cummings, Cummings in there?
1: Cummings, that's it. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh Parker Posey. I mean, it's a Parker wonderful Posey, cast. Yes.
0: Didn't and he come a- out with a cologne called Coming?
4: I thought you were <laughs> <That's say laughs>
0: hysterical. Coming.
4: I, I thought you were gonna say didn't he come out? And I was like,
0: Oh Steve, yeah, like a long, oh, time ago. a long time ago. I'm a little bit more piped in than that. But no, seriously, Your he Lord. came out uh, hold on. Coming by What's so. Alan coming.
2: I
1: think you coming. Were
2: right. Yeah, not with an S, right.
1: Oh I can't I don't even want to see what the bottle looks like.
2: <laughs> so it was it looks, like, looks like a SpaceX missile. That's what it looks like. Okay.
0: Yeah, there it is. I wonder if it smells like him. Or smells, uh, stop.
2: No, I'm not saying it.
4: What are you Hot wearing tonight?
2: <laughs> almost. It almost. We not-
4: heard it. You, you said enough.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, We got a ton of comics to talk about this <laughs> episode. Of
4: this is a comics at- podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: busy. I'm here. busy with this. Oh my God. It's really <laughs> wild. Um, And apparently this is trailer week because tons and tons of trailers Um. I thought fun trailers came out this week for uh, a lot of movies coming out in the new year. We will talk a little bit about those. But uh, I think that we should get to these comics because there are a lot of them for the people out there listening who complain that all we do is talk about other crap and not enough about comics. Aha! We do do four-hour podcasts. I know. We're good to go. It's all good. It's all good. (sighs) Does anybody want to go first or should I just random pick somebody spin the big prize wheel? All right. I'm going to spin the wheel and I'm going to land. I'm going to have Chris go first this time.
4: Only second time ever. It's very exciting. Okay. Now that I'm keeping count, apparently. (laughs) Okay. Give me some lightning. (laughs) thank you uh so first off i have got to scream with all of my heart about batman slash superman world's finest yes Uh, oh my god this comic i got i almost missed it and tj had just binged it because it's on the app and he was like you need to read this right now this is the gayest shit that's come out this year and there were actual (laughs) queer comics that came out in the bat family this year that were not as gay as this oh my god um, I, we've just started calling it world's finest husbands because they are so married in this comic
3: <laughs> it's amazing. amazing
4: they have they have like full romantic arcs there's a like callback to will you be there for me bruce always and then there's a dramatic moment and he's like i'm there for you always while holding his hand and i was like what is happening i love this <laughs> anyway <laughs> uh, other than the fanfic that it is this story it is genuinely like a classic fun adventure but it is so focused on the relationship dynamic of the two of them how their powers work together how they grow together as a team it is exactly what i mean when i'm always saying on twitter that it cracks me up that the dceu is like batman versus superman and the comics are like heart eyes heart eyes i love you every time. <laughs> <laughs> could it be more different And i love every issue of it it is probably my second favorite Batman story right under Wayne family adventures now is it is
0: oh. just, wow, it is,
4: it is what I'm here for and what I want at all times. That's I high see.
0: praise considering how much Batman you've read.
4: I it's true. I love it's, it's it. It's Wade I,
0: and Dan Mora. I mean,
2: please. I mean,
4: right? I mean, it's, cl- it's classic. It might be one of the best things they've ever written too. Cause it's maybe my yeah. favorite Mark Wade. And yeah. honestly, it's so good. Um, it's clever. It's funny. You get uh, Dick Grayson being his hilarious Robin self. You get Supergirl and him having this rivalry that's hilarious. Yep. It is nonstop fun in the way that I always want Superman and Batman to be, and I'm here for it, hundred percent.
0: Oh, now I gotta get caught up with that before Sunday. Yes,
4: yeah, you do. It may come up again in case this didn't make that. <laughs> I
0: loved. Well, I loved what I read of it. I think I read like the first four and loved it, and just haven't caught up with it, but I, I will yeah. now
4: you should and the other thing you should all get caught up on is the new Blue Beetle series that just started so the first issue just came out last week Um, this is a Blue Beetle series do I have the names in front of me of the people no I've never done that before in my life so why would I start now Um, (laughs) we'll look it up but um, the the writer of it is this amazing queer man who's getting to write Blue Beetle we got to interview him on Gotham Outsiders which will be coming out this week Um, and it's Plug, plug, plug. And it's just fantastic. It's genuinely fun. It's Blue Beetle. He has already like saved the world and been with the Justice League and all of this stuff. And now he is graduating high school and Superman benches him to focus on his life. What? It, it's amazing. Oh, wow. He's like so upset, and like also, I get it because I don't have a direction. His parents are like, You've got to move out. And Superman's like, Maybe you should just focus on you. And he's like, Stop. I can't. That's the hard part. Like, maybe I could fight Starro, but I don't want to figure out my life. And it's amazing with yeah. relatable content um so i love it i love it I superman
2: is guidance counselor i've never heard that before but you know well, it seems to work
4: i mean if you've read wonder twins it's that same vibe as him okay. and, uh, mark russell's wonder twins where he's like super dad you know like hey sport let's sit down and talk <laughs> sport but it's also just like the first major dc comic that has untranslated spanish in it and one of the only DC comics to also be published translated fully into Spanish. So it's very exciting. Nice. Like, it's a pretty big deal. Um, and you have Superman proving that he speaks Spanish and talking to Blue Beetle's mom in Spanish. It's yeah. just very, very wonderful and charming story that makes me very happy. Um, and the art is slamming. It is truly good. So you got to get on this. Um, going over to the webtoons route. Brand new Webtoon just started. If you were watching Wednesday on Netflix and you want that vibe. Uh, Oh, yeah. You've got to check out Sabine on Webtoons. So Sabine is this like gothic dark academia story um, that is part Wednesday Adams part like Harry Potter Hogwarts all absolutely stunning art it is so much fun already and it just barely got started we're getting this incredibly cool cast of characters and I'm so excited to see where it's going fully recommend that and then my long read of the week has been the reincarnation of the Countess D'Abalique so (laughs) this is a genre that is pretty big on webtoons but I haven't really seen very much anywhere else which is the main character is reading a trashy novel and gets sucked into it and has to figure (laughs) out how to survive it Yes. We have this main character who is this really corrupt politician, and she lived this bad life. So when she died, her punishment is to come back as the villain in a trashy novel. And it is amazing. I wish that on a lot of people. (laughs) She has to figure out, because she knows, because she's read this novel, she knows she dies in the middle. So the whole plot is... How do I prevent myself from dying? Oh, it sounds
0: amazing.
4: It it is great, and I'm gonna, I will, as soon as my uh, lightning round is over, I'll spam you all with some art, because it is unbelievable, or maybe I'll do it while I'm talking, because you just need to see it. It's truly, (laughs) it's truly gothic and gorgeous, and everything that you would want for this kind of ridiculous over the top plot um, and I do love that it's like simultaneously so camp but also like commenting on you know how corrupt she was as a politician here's the art so just feast your eyes because it's absolutely stunning
3: right. oh wow
4: Right, wow. absolutely gorgeous constantly it's like a feast for your eyes non-stop um, and there's like 400 issues of it so you can oh, read it forever oh you had to say that <laughs> They're and they're not short either. They're
3: pretty oh, chunky, no so there is a lot
4: to read. Um, so that okay, so that is my proper lightning round. But Bronwyn and I had planned an unhinged section, which I will now attempt to do alone. Aww. <laughs> I know she like,
0: wanted to be do, here. It's been uh, it's been a time.
4: It has been, and we are in full communication. But for this section, I would love it if you all, instead of lightning, would you give me some jingle bells i'm so excited because i had Ding-a-ling. no idea what sounds you would Ding-a-ling. all
0: make ring a ling it'll make me find something on my
4: phone now <laughs> that made me really happy <laughs> it's all simultaneously very different takes um but Okay, so briefly, let me just say, it is the second gayest time of the year. Obviously, we know Halloween is the first gayest. The second gayest time of the year is Christmas, because when else are you listening to a queen like Mariah Carey while watching Judy Garland? It is gay time. So while you are putting your trees... Ooh!
3: Ooh!
4: (laughs) Ooh, that was really good! So while you are putting your trees in their full drag, here is what you should be watching to make the Yuletide gay. These are my absolute best gayest Christmas rom-coms that you need to be watching right now to get in the spirit. You might be thinking I'm going to recommend The Happiest Season because everyone does this time of year. I'm not going to unless you want a rom-com that makes you feel like watching Saw because you enjoy torturing people. That's it. That movie fucking sucks. If no one has seen it, then you don't know what I mean. It's awful. Here are four that are actually good. (laughs) So the first one is called Dashing in December. It is what happens if you do an enemies to lovers plotline on a ranch in Christmas with two gay actors that are just so very, very steamy. Are they healthy at communicating? Not at all. Are they gorgeous to look at? Yes, you will enjoy it. The second one is if you go over to Netflix, you will find that there is "Single All the Way," which is Netflix's original gay rom- Christmas rom-com. It is a friends to lovers, like madcap kind of a romance. Absolutely wild. Uh, has uh, just just I'm fully a, a total blank on her name, but the Sanderson sisters, the the main one of the Sanderson sisters, is played by who? Bette Midler. Thank you. It has Bette Midler hosting a Christmas pageant with all of her energy, and it is hilarious. <sighs> um, then, you know, Hallmark has suddenly become, I, I to, to go back in time a little, several years ago, I made a poll as a joke on Twitter, which thing will become gay first, and it had... Marvel superheroes Star Wars or Hallmark and I was joking and the answer it turned out was Hallmark so (laughs) Hallmark has decided to do actually queer content for the last several years but their first ever one was The Christmas House and it is a classic queer romance starring the guy who played Aaron Samuels in Mean Girls he gets to act his gay little heart out and it's wonderful there's now two of those and I fully recommend them but The absolute holly on the top of the tree is (laughs) (laughs) the Christmas setup. It is a lifetime original. It is both a perfect queer rom-com and a perfect Christmas movie. I have watched it 12 times. It came out last year. That's to give you the vibe. (laughs) This movie uh, stars actual real-life married actors. Um, It hits every note you want from a Hallmark Christmas movie, every trope, but it elevates it. While simultaneously genuinely tapping into the queer experience and queer community, there is a drag show where they sing Judy Garland. I mean, it's perfect. This movie is perfection. I would watch it any time of year. So I recommend going out and watching these to tell all of these networks that you do want to make the Yuletide gay. Thank you very much for coming to my TED Talk.
0: Lovely. (laughs)
4: Hold
2: on. Uh, Yay! Yes. <laughs> all these movies are streaming available to us somewhere on cable yes. and all that kind of jazz. Uh,
4: you can watch the setup on Lifetime app. Um, you can watch Dashing in December on Hulu. You can watch Single on the Way on Netflix. And I think that you can watch the Christmas House movies on Hulu. You can definitely watch them on Friendly TV. So there you
0: go what do you chris what do you consider the hallmarks of a hallmark uh gay christmas movie what does it need
4: okay so we don't have time to go into my actual (laughs) answer because i have a i have done a a lecture
2: (laughs) okay i was gonna say you have a venn diagram of how it all comes together i have
4: a full multi-point thing but the small the, the small version like what does it need um it's it's classically gotta have a beautiful meat cute um it's go, gotta have some very low stakes you want those stakes to be ground level low nobody's getting just really rare hurt. still bleeding <laughs> oh, yeah. now,
1: are they like the regular hallmark movie like people fall in love within 48 hours and they happen to get caught in a small town at- um yeah.
2: They're coming Christmas back for some. And... Right, it's someone's yeah. horse farm that's gone bad yeah. or whatever, right? Oh, <laughs> Dashing in December no, is literally the horse
4: farm. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> on a horse farm. Uh, the Christmas setup has a bit more, like they actually grew up together and then re-meet each other. Single all the way, they're best friends and roommates. So that's very cute, I think. Um, and then Christmas house, they're actually already married and you're seeing them like build their life together. So not, to not necessarily, they're not all like the classic one, but oh, Dashing in December, 100% is. They met, they they are in love by the end of the weekend. Like it's cool. pretty bad, but we love to see it, you know? It doesn't have to be realistic. It just has to be Christmas.
2: Hey, isn't there a Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie this year?
4: There is. There is. She's back, and she did do one. It's on Netflix.
2: It's Falling for Christmas, or I—I forget yeah. what the title Falling is, but something for like that.
4: Yep, yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: it's that magical time of year when what's her face comes back into action. I already forgot her name. Lindsay Lohan. There Lindsay Lohan. <laughs>
4: wow. Well, you right. mentioned
0: Mean Girls, Chris, yeah. so it just oh, got me thinking.
4: Oh, yeah. Yep, all of the mean girls, former mean girls are everywhere. L- Lacey Chabert is the queen oh, of Hallmark.
2: She's the queen of Hallmark. I know that. <laughs> now I she know. Because
4: she, that yeah, I know. She's Hinch the newly left. crowned after they beheaded Candace Cameron <laughs> Oh!
0: Because Hallmark <laughs> was too gay for her, so. I was trying to avoid bringing her up, but let's do it. Oh, no, no.
4: <laughs> she went to GAC, which is literally the Great American Christmas channel, or like, I like to call it Make Christmas Great Again channel. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and she left with the three other most homophobic and racist people at hallmark and now they're all gone and it makes me so happy and almost as if in celebration they immediately started calling Lacey the queen of christmas and making every movie have a gay character and i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> the witch is dead
0: <laughs> the best kind of revenge mm amazing i had comic book questions for you but we've we've gone on for so long that i can't remember what they were I, chris, world's we're you... finest
4: yes chris
1: are you reading a batman versus superman or batman versus robin with oh Mark yes Wade? okay yes. i was gonna say yeah. you you need to That's kind of a sister book to world's finest
4: right yeah oh. exactly yeah it's good oh you
1: haven't totally. read it bob no, cuz it, it has oh. a v in
2: the title. I'm not I don't I no, don't no, get books no, with v no, in the no, title. No, no, no.
1: My friend, you you should
4: if yeah, you read World's
1: Finest, it. you should really pick it up. Okay, cool. It's yeah, it's, 5 it's issues, directly 3 spins of them off, are out. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really so... spinning out of the first arc of World's Finest. Hundred mm-hmm. Awesome. 100%. I will definitely check that out.
0: That's the one where they're on the film reel, right? And it gets it, 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 like winds back around and it's all
1: No, that's a uh, Batman Superman from when uh uh you oh. and even Reese did it. Oh, yes. Yeah, was oh, maybe year. I haven't been keeping up with world's finest. <gasps> no, world's finest is Dan Mora oh, and Mark Wade.
4: It's color. It's like just. It's just beautiful. It's seventies, eighties
2: classic. It is yeah. everything it's, you'd yeah, want in Batman it's and Superman. This ambiguous
1: Silver Age era. Of yeah, Batman. it really oh, is,
4: man. Oh, it's so good.
2: No, I don't, no, know, it's I, really I don't think. I'm... Yeah, you can I just read
4: it and it.
0: love it. Yeah, the,
4: all of it. All of it is on uh, the Ultra Extra app. So join that.
0: <laughs> yeah, app. I was. Um, <laughs> what the fuck I is it called? Really... <laughs> I'm never going to learn it. <laughs> no,
1: you're right. DC Ultra. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: I was stoked uh, to see the some of the like day one stuff popping up. That um, yeah. that Star Girl that we that we just read like two weeks ago yeah. was was mm-hmm. part of the day one stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's hey, cool. I still, it, I'm still a little weirded out, not um, not getting like DC books on Tuesdays, but they they definitely are, are starting to. I get. Well, I mean,
1: they're just a month it, later. It's like four weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah it's, it's not, not bad, long. and it, it seems like more and more stuff are, are are popping up on day one, and it's been um, it's they been put, paying out. I like to put lot. all
1: the black label stuff out there recently. Yeah, so they, they got a, a ton of graphic novels and.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's a really solid app
4: yeah you know it's like really increased in quality with this update i was shocked now the one the, thing the DC search function right. not, yeah the
1: search function's terrible
4: it's not webtoons bad but it's pretty bad so
2: hey, did anyone see the the times the times the new york times a couple of weeks back it was november 20th the business section cover is this the worst merger ever Texas Telecom took over Hollywood hitmaker AT and T, and Time Warner found out just how wrong a marriage like that could go. It's like five pages of really deep business stuff. It's like, oh boy, it's much worse than we thought. But you know, they got this. They got the ultra extra app out. (laughs) It's something. It's positive.
0: Well, I hope it sticks around because it's it's pretty good. It's certainly a value for sure. Uh, let's move on to another lightning round. Uh, Joey, do you want to go? Sure. Okay, I'm ready. I have to open up my notes.
5: (laughs) Speaking of, am I starting?
4: Because I didn't hear no
5: damn lightning. We did it a minute ago. We did it already. (laughs) Give us some more.
4: We can do more. All right. speaking of
5: uh (laughs) world's finest uh superman kal-el returns special number one uh mark wade and clayton henry were did a story in here that spins out of world's finest uh cena grace and dean haspill did one too marv wolfman and alex segura so really great talent on this book as kal-el returns from space uh as we saw in dark crisis or did we see it in superman son of kal who knows uh you'll have to catch up on both and see i suppose um this was a fun special uh mark Reed and clayton henry's piece like i said spins out of an upcoming world's finest arc uh with some really great bruce clark stuff everything that chris just said about the kind of this uh Meet cute married couple Bruce and Clark in uh, in, in World's yeah. Finest happens in this short that uh, Mark yes. Wade and Queen Henry do um, as they as they take on Mister Nobody of Doom Patrol fame. It's wow. a really great story. It's a ton of fun. Uh, Cena Grace and Dean Haspel's, uh Jimmy Olsen bit is also uh, really fun as well. The back two stories are Marv Wolfen does a John Kent um, piece, which is really good, and um, the last piece is like going to lead into upcoming action comic Superman stuff as well. So it's a great special. I think alongside another special that came out this year from Marvel, amazing fantasy, number 1000, I think amazing fantasy had a lot more in it, but you know, I love Spider-Man and I love Superman. So it was really great getting this one shot here. Um, I also read uh, two graphic novels this past week. Uh, The first one I'll talk about very quickly, Sunburn. This was by Andy Watson and Simon Gain, who did Paris, which was another graphic novel I read earlier this year, uh, which was also about, you know, a young woman finding herself in Europe. Um, This one is about Rachel, a teenager who lives in gray suburban England, and uh, she's living a very blase, boring life with her family. She's like gearing up for summer work at the butcher shop. Everything's miserable. She's like, oh God, what am I going to do? And then like, you know, her mom runs into an old family friend at the grocery and this family friend is like, oh, send her with us to Greece for the summer. So the 16 year old girl is like, hell to the, yeah, let's go to Greece. So she goes to Greece. It's sunny. It's beautiful. You know, there's this lovely meet cute with this handsome boy named Benjamin. But I'm reading this damn book. All right, let me tell you something. (laughs) I'm reading this book and I'm like, this is weird. Like there's this like, like middle-aged couple they're very very handsome and very very beautiful and they're like yeah come summer with us here in greece on this beautiful <laughs> island and oh look there's this 16 year old boy and the book like she gets there on vacation and the 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 wife the the woman who like invites her on the holiday is like oh have some wine and i'm like the flags oh. are red yeah <laughs> you need to see them girl and um You know about, and I'm reading every page. This is keep keeps happening. Like they take her to all these parties, and there's this handsome boy, and all this stuff is going on. And I'm reading, and I'm like, the flags are red. Something's gonna drop. It's happening, and then it does happen at the end of the book. And it's it's what you would expect, you know, when like these like really incredibly wealthy middle aged people keep bringing young attractive. Teenagers to their holiday homes It's exactly what you think would happen But it's not as Explicitly dealt with it's kind of like Oh like it was very um it was very like uh call me by your name. Very kind of like implicit, oh. kind of like rich people ho- rich white people holidaying, <laughs> you know, in 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 Europe on an island. Like like cannibals. It, yeah. yeah, not cannibals. No one got eaten. <laughs> it was more like it was more like, oh yeah, of course this middle-aged woman is having an affair with the 16-year-old boy. Like, you know, like and this is what they do every summer. Like they bring oh, these boy. very attractive, <laughs> you know, and um it's it but but again, it's like that happens very much at the end, spoilers for the graphic novel, and then she's kind of like you know what this isn't my scene and bounces and i'm like good for you (laughs) like you know like like it worked out but but you know it's a very interesting story lines up with i think the the oeuvre the body of work that these two are putting out of these kind of like this like this enchantment and romanticization that happens with europe for these these young people and then the disillusionment that follows very interesting kind of series um simon gaines artwork is is really wonderful so if anything just just tune in for that Okay, so the big book that I read this week, and I'm not going to talk too much about because I know Steve also wants to talk a lot about it, and he almost stole it from my lightning round, but I didn't let him. Um, It was uh, It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth, Zoe good for Image Comics. This came out, I want to say, three weeks ago, mid-November, and I just got the chance to sit down and read it this past week. Zoe Thorogood, uh, everyone listening will know from The Impending Blindness of Billy Scott, which was one of our favorite books last year. Um, And another one that kind of fell into my lap and I adored um, for a ton of reasons. The story, of course, uh, Zoe Thorogood's artwork is just on another level. So here she is with her... um, her really like her sophomore effort here. Um, and here's the solicit from image. I'll, I'll start with that. Uh, cartoonist Zori Thorogood records six months of her own life as it falls apart in a desperate attempt to put it back together again in the only way she knows how. It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth is an intimate meta narrative that looks into the life of a selfish artist who must create for her own survival. This is the um, follow up to Impending Blindness of Billy Scott. So here's what I'll say about this book it is a. St- Stunning exercise in memoir. It is a stunning exercise in the comics medium, um, and it is it is something that you often see artists who have a stupendous debut fall into with their second work. Um, and I think back to Art Spiegelman's *Mouse* two and one of the opening sequences of that book. Of the second, the second volume of that, where part of that narrative is about Art Spiegelman reflecting mm-hmm. on whether he is justified in the success of Mouse One, and I think to Cena Graces, I mentioned him with Superman: Kal El Returns. Cena Graces like post little depressed boy era of like 2012 to 2016 when he kept turning out these really moving memoir comics, but they were really about the kind of depression and imposter syndrome that an artist can run into when they have this really kind of like meteoric rise with some of their early work and with lonely at the center of the earth, you very much get that. Like this book is very much Zori Thorogood thinking, wow, am I really deserving of this attention and really deserving of the success that she's found with, with Billy, um, Billy Scott, uh, And then you compound that with the pandemic, which plays a factor in this book. And you compound that with um, her youth. She's in her early twenties when when impending blindness uh, drops. And I think that it's a really amazing exercise, a really amazing book that explores the mental mm, mm, tribulations that, that an artist goes through following it. Um, The other thing that this book does that, you, I love because I love the form is it is such a wonderful um, representation of the potential and complexity of the comics medium. Yes, um, And it's also a demonstration of Zoe Thorogood's understanding of it as well. Mm-hmm. Her illustrative styles, the way that she illustrates herself is, differently depending on her kind of mood and the tone and each panel on a single page. Like there'll yeah. be six iterations of herself. Uh, one of which is like a facsimile of Billy Scott and then like herself and then a oh. photorealistic version. And There's then like a, a one punch man version. version. Yes. So like, again, it is, it is the manifestation of her mental state in everything that the comics medium allows her to do. So, you know, if you want to see a book that is at once, one of the most depressing things I've ever read, but also yes. one of the most brilliant things I've ever read. Billy Scott. Um, check Scott, out yeah. It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth" Cool. Because, like, and also, just on top of all of this, and then I'll hand it to you, Steve, is, you know, Billy Scott was published through, you know, UK publishers and kind of went wide. This image picked this up, you know, like image commissioner oh. for this. So, like, that's... That's a big pickup, you know, for, for her. And, and I think, you know, in, in the book too, she talks about some of the work she was doing for some of the more mainstream publishers as well. And I think Zoe Thorogood is an incredible talent. And I, and I'm, and I am very glad that she got this book out because I think it worked some things out for her (laughs) that she needed to work out. And I'm very eager to see what her next, um, her next thing is. Mm. And that's what I got for you.
6: Go
3: see Yay! <laughs> uh, Should I
0: go first? Or does anybody yeah. want to? All right. Oh, man. Where do you even begin? I
5: well, I don't think anybody read Superman, Kellel, or Sunburn. So I think it's only Zoe. I
6: read Superman, Kellel.
5: Oh,
3: what you think, oh what's up
5: with <laughs> that? <laughs>
6: well,
3: I Aaron. know you're
5: gonna go. I know you're gonna go off on lonely, so I want to get this Aaron is why for... <laughs>
0: someone else to go first because I don't want to just steamroll the whole thing. uh Aaron, yeah, I, you jump in here. We haven't heard from you this whole show. Go ahead. The,
6: the only thing I was gonna say about Superman Kal El, and I realized I didn't put my name next to it, is that I think it kind of key tried to resolve the timeline issue um, a little bit with placement of where superman what what where this takes place what this takes place before and then obviously what happens afterwards and and i noticed they put that in a bunch of books this happens before it you know justice league you know 75 that happens blah 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 so i think that timeline issue where i talked about superman coming back twice i Mm -hmm. think it was kind of if you paid attention was a little bit resolved here i think anyway unless i have misconstrued it but With that said, I really did enjoy the stories here. Um, I did like the one with Lois. I liked the one with John against Luther, which was kind of fun to me. I I just really liked that. I liked Lois's sort of—I don't know—Lois's low-key behavior, you know, in that in that story. So it was a good read. It was a very good read. But I I think that for some reason that was the thing that stuck in my head. I'm like, oh, okay, now this makes sense. Sort of, kind of, but not necessarily. (laughs) Not necessarily for books that came out at the same time. But I get it. But no, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good little story. I, at first, I wasn't sure what it was, you know, in terms of the relationship to Calo, to a uh, son of Calo. But it was it was great. That's pretty much it.
3: Yeah,
5: it was fun. It was a fun special. Get me back to action. Get me back to Superman. Like that's that's how I felt about it. Yeah, nice. it was sort of like I don't want everyone to
6: know I'm back. You know, I kind of want to ease into it. What's been going yeah. on while I was away? You know, and-
5: what what do they need me? You know, et cetera, et cetera, and thank God they didn't ask for ten dollars, you know like if they had asked for ten dollars, I would have been like, "No, thank you, but like well, five bucks,
2: I can handle that,
5: yeah, would the Superman come back looking
2: like Richard Lewis with long hair this time or no?
5: no, but I gotta tell you, I did like in Cena Grace's story with uh Jimmy Olsen, time like Superman like heard something happening off in the distance his 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 like eyes face. glazed over, and his little <laughs> His little uh, curly cue would yeah. stick straight up. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it was an, like an orgasm little, face. It was like a little an antenna orgasm. Face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was. It was so funny. Uh, I'll leave. A, I I I expected that from Sina. You know,
6: I was like, that. this makes me feel so uncomfortable every time we hear something, especially standing next to Jimmy.
2: The watch goes off.
5: You know yeah he's standing next to jimmy his little he gets a little you know hair his, a little tail a little, a little <laughs> bing, right it's uh,
0: an alfalfa
5: yeah it's like oh yeah exactly. straight up and then he's like oh no my son has it and it's like oh wow there's a lot there's a lot of subtext going on here Whoa. You know? yeah well, the thing to holding was every time something popped up he would
6: get right <laughs> watch and, it and there's just <laughs> like yeah well you know, he'd get ready to go manage it. And he's like, oh, no, they figured out how to close the gaps while I've been gone. So so-and-so has yeah. so-and-so taking care of us. That was kind of the underlying theme. Oh, of, am I still needed here?
5: And you know what, Aaron? There's also a moment that I really appreciated, too, because it's something that, like, I have been very worried about for the last five months uh, is Naomi shows up. Oh, cool. And there's yeah. some really sweet moments with um, Superman and Naomi in this book that uh, I really appreciated. Again, because my big concern of twenty twenty two has been, you know, what happens to Naomi now that Bendis has kind of disappeared from Justice the League. The answer and is nothing. So nothing. Yeah. But I was glad that I was glad that we saw her here. And I, I mean that both
6: good and bad. Uh, nothing in that they haven't done anything horrible, but nothing in that they've done nothing with yeah. her. She's spent twenty twenty two being a fangirl. And it didn't well, quite make sense. And here's why it also didn't make sense. So because you have Naomi in the Justice League for reasons that were kind of light. I understand that they felt like in the beginning needed to have her own because she had some special relationship to whatever was going on. But then in a, there was an entire other book uh, regarding the Titans that was dedicated to training young heroes. So I didn't quite understand, I'm like, why does she skip the line after having, as she says, having her powers for, like, a month and go straight to the Justice League? And then all these other heroes are, like, relegated to Titan status. So it didn't because make sense Brian to me. And they, never, mm-hmm. and they never they never explained why she was there. So I don't know. I just, I, I want more for Naomi. So, I, but now, you know, since they've, since her, the Naomi bubble has burst, since the TV show's gone and everything, I'm wondering now <laughs> if... Uh, if that's a, a dream we will never see realized. Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm. Anyway, back
0: to you, Steve. <laughs> back to <laughs> me. Uh, all right. Where to even begin? Joey, have you read The Fire Never Goes Out? A Memoir in Pictures by N.D. Stevenson? Maybe. All right. Well, first of all, highly recommend
5: I've read so many things. <laughs> I know.
0: Um part of me, it's it's strange to come onto this show and say how much I absolutely loved this graphic novel. Well, when... oh, yeah,
5: I read this. Yes. Sorry, just to interrupt okay.
0: you. Yes. But I, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like when a, when a story is about someone's pain and somebody somebody processing trauma and learning to kind of live with who they are and manage um, parts of themselves that they, they might not like or find unwieldy and stuff like that. But we all know that sad stories are my jam. Like I, I, I love stories where characters are very much exposed and you get to, to dive deep in, get, get into their, head, into their heads. And one of the things that's killing me about this book is that Zoe mentions she makes a big deal out of people coming up to her at shows and telling her how relatable her car, her art is for them and how that's painted very much as a, an annoyance and a, and a kind of like a plague in her professional life of people telling her this word. Um, but I can't help but feel that way about some aspects of her stuff. Um, it's being real with you right now. I'm getting a little weird on the show. We've been kind of going through a lot over here on our end with uh, losing our house in a little while and trying to decide what to do. And I've been to some very strange places uh, mentally over the last couple of weeks, like not a lot of good places for me, places where I get stuck. And here you have this book by Zoe Thurgood that's kind of like a Herman's Head of Zoe Thoroughgood, if all of the negative parts of your personality if you lived with them inside your head inside of this this house that you've built inside your head and they're all there living with you and making you feel all the things all the time and it never seems to go away and you can't find a way out of it. Hmm. I was pulled into this book and pulled into her life and reading her talking about things that we've been following her career for the last little while. And there are flags in the story of stuff that we've read. Like when she's talking about working on rain, like I've talked about rain on the show, at least three times uh, and how, you know, emotional and effective that uh, Joe Hill and Zoe Thoroughgood series is about the, uh, spiky rain coming from the sky and basically taking out the main character's girlfriend at the start of the story and her looking to deliver the message of her death to a loved one. And that's kind of the journey throughout. And she's talking in this book about how much she hated the work on that book, but that also she loves that book because it served as an escape from the rest of the things happening in her life. And there's something about the brutal honesty In this book that I fell in love with and how confessional uh, it all is. And I really admire people that can kind of lay bare everything like she does in this book. You know, it's your emotional team life coach on overdrive all the time. And um, artfully, it's one of the most impressive things I've ever seen, period, like hands down. There, I could not predict what I was going to see when I turned the page because the art in this book was so unbelievably good, but unbelievably unpredictable from one page to another because she really just lets loose on this and lets the book be whatever it's going to be. There are some weird, disorienting tricks that she pulls narratively in this story. I'm not going to spoil them because they're just too much fun. But there you get part way through this story and I'm like, are you seriously going to you are you're going to yeah. do that? I know, you know
5: exactly what you're talking about right? and when it happened. I lost my mind.
0: How awesome was that? Or or like when she breaks the fourth wall and she's like, you know what? I, I don't know that I feel like doing this anymore. I'm going to let everybody that's reading this decide what they want to do. And there's like two or three pages of just blank space. And then she comes back and she's like, see, you couldn't figure it out either. It's hard. And I just, the book, the story speaks to you as you're reading it. It's like, it's alive. And I just, I, I was blown away by the creativity of this and the delivery of this story. Um, it, it's, it's a good teaching tool, especially for people. I mean, if you're super sensitive to stuff about, um, mental illness and depression, Um, and thoughts of suicide this is likely to be a rough go for you but if you're willing to go there and you're willing to embrace it i think it has a lot to say about those sort of things and maybe a few ideas of how you can feel better about those things so anyway i loved it i'm gonna stop talking about this before i say something that i'm gonna regret um it's absolutely spectacular it's such a personal work and it's 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 this and do a power bomb for me as far mm-hmm. as as like stuff yeah. that came out this year and i'm so glad that i read it right before we do our awards because if we had if we had if you had brought this to the awards and it was something I hadn't read yet, I would come back to that show we're going to do after the awards and just been like, roar, roar. <laughs> it is. It, it's something too that like it slipped in right at the end. This and ducks,
5: like ducks came yeah. out like, in the fall too. And I know, I'm so and, glad Steve, you read that. I know you. I went back and I was like, oh, he did talk about. It. I wasn't on the show. Yeah, yeah I but did. like you did talk about it. Um, but you know, it like they both slipped in, like you know, October, November, and uh. I'm glad because they are two incredible testaments to the form. Like that's the thing. Like these are deeply personal stories. Absolutely. And they're going to be triggering for some people. Absolutely. But if you could take this step back and just look at the kind of formal elements of it, and it's playing with the conventions and its application yeah. of those conventions to explore these 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 ideas, it's just astounding. I love. Um, oh, go ahead. Go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say it's just it, it is an astounding piece, especially for someone who for whom this is their really second work you know like yeah the 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 licensed work rain and and things like that sure you know a couple of stories here and there but this is the second piece in her body of work and uh it is it's stunning it really is and she's young
0: yeah i couldn't get over the art in this book i loved that it starts off as black and white go ahead
5: no, I was just gonna. Well, you finish your thought, and then I'll say.
0: It just it starts off in black and white. You go a couple of pages, and you're like, oh, "All right, so this is a you know a black and white thing mostly. That's cool." And then there's this one panel that has this you know total pop of color, and I was like, "Oh, that's a nice little treat." And before you know it, there are some of the most psychedelic pages, and the colors and the patterns and everything really matching the mood. And the 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 ferocity of some of the depression that you experience in this book.
4: Yeah. Um,
0: and like I said, it the book feels like it's alive and yeah. these pages morph along with the character. Um, and this is why I say that it always screws me up because I talk about it, you know, as fantastic as it is, and this is a real person, you know, yeah. exposing real things about themselves that they really live through. And so that's why I kind of feel weird with my enthusiasm for these, well, for these stories.
5: Yeah. and I, I mean, two things. One is I, I, I picked up the book because I knew the art was going to be good because that's what we loved about impending blindness and Billy Scott, you know, like that was a breakthrough book that told an incredible story and a, and a melancholic story, of course, but it was gorgeous, you know? And I knew then that Zoe Thorogood was going to be one to watch I picked this up wanting to appreciate the artwork and ended up being all floored by yeah, the completely. story that she was sharing, you know. Um and you want psychedelic? I got a book for you that I'll talk about this weekend.
0: Um this was like that's, Indies that's Defenders Beyond type stuff.
5: Yeah, it's 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 you don't okay. So <laughs> it's funny too because this kind of storytelling that is this kind of meta, abstract, you know, um, unconventional playing with the the form. You only you really see this only underground. <laughs> like you don't see this in mainstream books, and the fact that here it is coming from Image is another thing that I'm just like wow. Like kudos to you for getting this book out there because it is something that like you used to like pick up in a zine at the local shop, you know, like th- this kind of storytelling is not something you get normally. Right. So, right. it's amazing. If you haven't read it, I hope
0: that Steve and I have convinced you to. Um it but feels... but it is it is heavy and it feels like the story that when you visit them at the con it's like their one personal thing that they brought a couple of copies of that's just kind of sitting in a stand next to all of their other bigger label stuff and it's like oh what's this like oh it's just something i've been working on and then you know that's the kind of story that you get with this um I, i i i i don't know that i loved anything more this year than than this book it was uh just incredible.
2: Let me come from from the outside here. I am completely convinced we all love Billy Scott. Mm. This is a, an amazingly brave choice.
3: Oh, that yeah. This yeah. early in
2: someone's career, you'll be this confessional. It it, 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 well, it it informs the rest of her career in a way in that, okay, I'm into who she is, what she's putting out there, what she'll share with us there'll be people who might back away that it's, it might be too much, but it sounds as if it's a perfect blend of that.
5: It's It's like I said, it's, hmm. it's, I think it's something that Thorogood needed to do, you know? And it's, it's hard when you have such a, like I said, like astounding debut and you become this like, you know, breakout, watch out for this one kind of artist, you know, what do you follow that up with and then when you're getting ready to do the follow up cuz this is one of the other impetus for the book right the book starts and she's like i'm so excited i'm going to comic con right and then what happens the literal pandemic you know <laughs> no, so she yeah. gets stuck and 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 what happens during those 6 months mm-hmm. is you still got to do your second book and what happens. So I think you're right, Bob. I think it is, I think it is something that, um, is going to be a, I, I think it is, I think it is an amazing book and I think it is going to help, determine the trajectory for her career you know really like and and honestly steve i didn't um, i apologize and it's partly my own ignorance about it but i i i didn't recognize the um nd stevenson's uh name for that the other memoir you were talking about but i do now i did the Mm -hmm. i looked into it so it's the same thing there you know like everything that we associated with stevenson's work prior that memoir that that they did changes things or changed things rather and 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 that that book that fire fire through images what was it fire through
0: uh the fire never goes out uh, yes. a memoir in pictures
5: yeah i remember reading that and thinking this is the same artist whose work i was following on tumblr when they were doing like Aww. avengers parody t- strips you know <laughs> and and obviously like you know um um some of the other graphic texts that we loved but that memoir changes the trajectory and understanding of their career, you know? Yeah. And I think Thorogood has done that here with, uh, it's lonely at the center of the earth. It sounds yeah, a lot it's...
4: like, uh, Bo Burnham's inside, but as a, comic. yes,
5: exactly. You know, like you, and, 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 and it's, again, you, you have this confessional piece of artwork that plays with the form, demonstrates a mastery of the form, to be yes. honest. Like that's the other thing. Like, yeah demonstrates a mastery of the conventions of the form that you just don't get often. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people are much more conventional. And, and this, this book blew me away every page. I was just like, what, 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 what is she going to do next with her panel design? What is she going to do next with her character design? How is she going to do her transitions, her gutters?
0: Like what is going to happen? And, and it's just, it's just astounding. It's amazing. I mean, it's, there's so many different facets to the story. Like you think, Oh, you know, didn't get to go to the con, but What does that do for an up and coming artist and especially an up and coming artist who maybe has social anxiety and how much you have to summon the courage and how much work that takes and how exhausting that can be to even get to a place where you feel like you can possibly attend to this thing, to make all these preparations, to have COVID come along and completely cancel it out. And then all this money you spent, all this, you know, mental uh taxing that you put on yourself to get there and then it doesn't happen and you're you still like Joey said you still have your book to put out. It's just it's a fascinating journey into someone's mind and and into a creator who is just a tremendous, tremendous talent uh on the board already. And I, I can't believe that this is just her second uh like solo piece. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. I loved it. I was I was blown away by it. Okay.
5: All right, who wants to go next, huh?
0: <laughs> uh, Bob, why don't you oh, go? Next?
5: I kind of thought that was
2: going to happen. Okay. Here we go. Well, to mark the 50th anniversary of her debut in Wonder Woman 204, DC did a special Nubia and the Justice League one shot. We have two stories, A Charming Shorter Day in the Life by uh, Oh, why am I drawing a blank? See, I should have wrote more notes. Should have wrote more notes. It is <laughs> Stephanie Williams. joining of, me, of, Bob. Yeah, Stephanie Williams, Alisa Martinez. And the main one is called New Salvation by Becky Clune, Michael W. Conrad Amanke I'm Nahulampan I hope I'm, I'm even close. Which might be thought of as a day in the life of the Justice League of America. Lots of action, certainly. Plenty of great interaction, especially between Nubia and Black Adam. Who would have thought that, right? Here's hoping this moves the needle for Queen Nubia moving forward. She deserves a bigger profile in the DCU, and it, it really, despite they're trying, it doesn't seem to be happening. But next up, Strange number eight, Jed McKay, Stefano Landing, Marcella Ferreira, Roberto Poggi, Java Tatalia, and Corey Pettit, speaking of higher profile, I think this run has done a fabulous job presenting that wildly underutilized Clea with some signature moments. The thing of it is, she's barely in this issue. However, through one director, Pandora Peter, we learn the deep history and plans of the blasphemy cartel, setting up what is certain to be a very crazy next issue, you know, that's been behind everything that's going on through this whole run. I have really enjoyed the heck out of, I'm a big Cleo fan from way back, so loving what to do in here. Now, after many delays and change-ups and all sorts of stuff going on, the Miss Fury Joy Division graphic novel finally saw a print. Written by Billy Tucci, with art by Maria Laura Sanapo, Sanapo, probably, um, not even close, uh, Edu Mena. Colors by C.C. De La Cruz and Sigmund Torre and Takano Sona. Levers by Mindy Lopkin. Now, the setting here is World War II, 1944, and conveniently in a continuity break in the original Tarpe Mills script from way back when. And you have Marla Drake, a.k.a. Miss Fury. She's just saved Army Chief of Staff General George Marshall from a Nazi kidnapping in New York City at the Empire State Building with a blimp landing. I mean, come on. The general recruits Marla for a dangerous mission behind enemy lines, liberating Camp Grubel, which is the uh, house, which boasts a camp joy of female Jewish prisoners, some as young as 12, who serve as entertainment for dignitaries and passing soldiers, as well as what they want Marla to do is capture its brutal commandant Wolfram, Prussia. Now, Billy Tucci has layered this story with antagonists from Miss Fury's past, even footnoting the ongoing appearances for those of us who have the collected editions. Thanks, Trina, for that. As well as creating new characters we'd love to see more of. And all this with a historian's eye to detail. Billy was one of my customers at 112 Video back in the day. He's a World War II historian galore. Little bits of business are all going to be there. Now, because of that, sadly... The joy divisions were a very real thing in that concentration camps, while some might say this is exploiting a tragedy, it's best to know that this is real. Those things were happening in in that time. And in in the best traditions of the timely heroes of the 40s and Miss Fury herself back then, and, and look, maybe even a slice out of Tarantino's The Glorious Bastards while we're at it. It, it, look, you punching Nazis you beating up Nazis. It's never a bad thing, right? So yeah. just take them out and we're all good to go. So uh, quick aside, in conversation with Billy Tucci at the last uh, New York Comic Con, he told me that he ran this whole graphic novel idea past Trina Robbins, the major historian of all things Tarpe Mills and Miss Fury at this point. And she gave it her big thumbs up. And so will I, quite frankly. Finally, a quick word or, I don't know, 10 about the two ongoing Captain America series, is I have to say that coming after Tanese Coates, the coming off is rather pedestrian. As I keep reading, with a sort of a recycled air of grand conspiracies and plot elements bubbling up again, and with Steve's son's Ian apparently returning from Dimension Z, I might be taking a break from Captain America. I John may oh, have. it. wait a minute. It. Yeah, wait a minute. I thought Ian bit it. Oh no. no, he's coming hey. back. He's coming back. I hear so. We'll see what happens. I'm out of here.
5: <laughs> Am I making this up? I remember no, a very it, it, dramatic no, no. moment.
1: It it it's a Rick Remender thing. He he brought him back of in a mini series a little bit later, mm. right in the wake of Secret Wars. <laughs>
5: But you remember what I'm talking about, right? Oh yeah, like, this yeah. Very, yeah. Where like he li- yeah. gets his throat slit by someone. No but it's I Dimension Z, this. you know.
1: But he's pro- he's made out of like goo, so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Arnim Zola goo. goo.
5: Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bob, it finally happened. What's that? I read Strange. Cool. <gasps> I read Strange one through eight. I went. I went all the way. What you think? Um, what you
2: think? What you think?
0: It is delightful. Oh! I think that I might like Clea as the Sorcerer Supreme more than I like <laughs> Stephen Strange. Positive. There you go. She is an absolutely fantastic character. And this series has everything that you could want in a Marvel magic book. It is fantastic. I love it. I love it. Um, she um, is really the
2: niece hope... of Dormammu. She's a badass. At the... she's crazy. Yeah. She like, she
0: transforms out of nowhere and goes all demon-y and Dormammu y and stuff. Yeah. She's very intimidating. I love uh, when her mom comes to visit. Oh, that Omar, was a great issue. So good. Um, and I, I I love how I love how my brain works. I don't know what my what? deal is. If I just I don't see the signs. I don't see the flags. But like there's a reveal about four or five issues in to as to who someone is and it was like mm-hmm. the biggest well duh moment i've ever had in comics yeah. and i didn't figure it out at like, all
3: <laughs>
0: so i love having those moments of genuine shock where i like part of me's like yay the other part of me is like oh come on man <laughs> yeah. You didn't see the writing on the wall for this. Come on, how many, how long have you been at this? How long have you been reading? So, every now and again, it pays to be, uh the old Steve mm-hmm. with his broken brain.
2: Writing's been fun. Art's really been interesting in terms of definitely homages to Gene Colan's Doctor Strange way back when. Yeah, but also modern at the same time. It's 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 a classic Marvel book, but with a different sort of lead character, which. I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for that.
0: It's genuinely very funny. And plot points and new story elements are like woven seamlessly into the storytelling. It really moves. And I, it just feels like all the thi- all of the, the different elements coming to the, coming into the story come very naturally. And even like the, the arcs ending and beginning again, it, it's all very seamless. Um, at least it was for me as, as I read one through eight, uh, one right after the other. But, um, is this a limited series or is this just gonna keep going until it's over?
2: I think it was presented as an ongoing, but I think we're coming to the end. Oh. Sad sad to say, I think we're coming to an end. Because I didn't see anything the boy solicits.
5: Yeah, when they reboot everything and mm-hmm. bring Steven they'll 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 end it, yeah.
0: I wonder if Charlize uh, Theron's Clea is gonna be anything like the character we got in this book because I could totally see her. Oh yeah, you're not gonna
5: get that movie for like four years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I know, but you know, like this seems like a good framework for that character. If she's this, you know, snarky, ultra powerful sorcerer supreme, I'm Charlize.
2: Yes, okay, (laughs) right. Yeah. Oh man.
0: She's so a perfect.
2: sorcerer supreme of the dark dimension. Yeah, we we've had an incursion. We got some stuff, and let's go. I love it. Now, could you cosplay it. as Charlize playing Clea?
0: I'm just, just asking. Oh, absolutely! You should do, do her as Atomic do do blonde. A hundred percent. Okay. Just go 100%. through all
4: the Charlize Theron characters.
0: I'll do it. adult. Tully. Yeah. Aeon Flux. Aeon Flux. Challenge accepted. Uh,
4: arrested development. You know, just really hit the ball. Mm.
0: Mighty Joe oh, Young. Well, let's go for it. Uh, goes her character from Monster.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I lead so Yeah. Go for it.
5: Was uh? Did, was she in
4: Reindeer Games? Am I making that up? Yes. No, she, she was. I yes. think she was.
1: With a little uh, Mr. Ben Affleck and oh, uh, Gary Sneath. Uh, what? A little Affleck fan. That's That on would my be Christmas hot.
0: Mis- 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 uh, some old guard Charlize Ooh, would be yes. nice. No, that Ooh.
4: would be hot.
0: Yeah. See, the thing is, like, I love my beard, and I, I would never get rid of it. But it gets in the way of a lot of cosplay no, if I didn't, it didn't just have the beard. It just elevates it. It, it. Yes,
4: elevates it. Yeah.
0: That was a good day for me when I went to to Fan Expo as uh, Lorraine. I got a lot of attention that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Furiosa, do
2: Furiosa next?
4: There
0: you go. Oh, that would oh be my fun.
4: God, Yes, yes,
0: I'd shave Please. my head for that. Oh, oh, I
4: would. Whoa. I, would. I love. I commitment. would do it.
0: Okay, love I would that. do it. I won't there shave the beard, but effect. I'll shave my head.
4: <laughs> I like that. I like
0: that. All right, maybe. Uh... Oh wait, Halloween just passed. I'll do it next year.
2: No, just do it to go to the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> sure <laughs> furiosa at the grocery store would be great
3: <laughs> oh that
0: would be great sounds like a funnier die skit it's... yeah
3: all right aaron
0: i always
6: have to check and see if i'm muted all right can you hear me is this thing on yes okay <laughs> So I was originally going to talk about two, three books, but I took one off because, you know, I don't think it spoke to me the way the way these other two books spoke to Ooh. me. And so I'm going to start uh, with The Dead Lucky number four. I've talked about this before. That's by Melissa Flores and friends, I'm sorry, Carlo Magno. Sorry, had to get that right. So this book is in the massive universe and is really making me want to lean into the massive universe more. Uh, because I uh, perceived this book one way when I first started reading it. And then I, I, even though I still find those hints in the book, I have seen in a different way. Now this book, this issue number four, um, really creates the connection between what she's experiencing from a powers perspective and how it is linked to the trauma of her, her, you know, well, the PTSD she experienced while in the military, um, and there's even some back matter that that offers, uh, resources for people who are having similar experiences, um, and this is really, you know, showing that, you know, she is. She's a hero, who does she's a reluctant hero, um, in the sense that she, knows what her skills are, she knows what she's able to do, she knows what she's what she's capable of doing, but what she experienced in the military and in, in in the center of a war zone has shaped her in a way that makes her really uncertain at times about, you know, why she is uh, for that matter. And it gives a really strange sort of uh, relationship between her and I don't know if I want to call it her powers or her trauma. Cause I think they're kind of related. Um, so you might recall BB, the main character is, you know, powered in San Francisco where her parents live uh, and she really just wants to ensure that people are able to continue to, re- to live a free life, uh, not under the thumb of an authoritarian sort of commercial company that's being uh, authorized by the local government to get rid of the gang issue all at the same time, uh, you know, keeping, you know, policing the environment, basically commercializing the police because, you know, that's always good. Mm. So this issue though, even though she makes some good headway, she does begin to realize that she's going to need some help. And so we begin to see her reach out for help. And this is kind of how she gets in touch with her trauma, um, but at the same time um, comes to, to terms with her strengths and her limitations. So I think... The next issue, which I think is a final issue, is going to really explode and sort of show a little bit more, uh, really show what this has all been building to. So I'm excited about it. I like I said, started off as one thing for me and it has ended up as something else. Uh so yeah, check it out. Uh the last book is The Magic Order number three, issue five. Mark Millar, I'm sorry, Mark Millar and Gigi Cavanago. Uh, so you might recall from the last time I talked about this, we had Rosie, who was the child in the first run, who essentially was brought back from the dead. And some people believe that that has changed her in a way that is going to make her dangerous. Others think she's gifted. Um, unfortunately the person the person, the persons that think she's dangerous took a very robust approach to dealing with her. Um, and it's not good. Um, so having said that, uh the resolution to that issue potentially revealed that someone in the order may be dipping their hands into some magics that they probably shouldn't be, and it creates a little bit of an internal struggle. Because what we've seen so far is that the one thing the order does really well is rely on its family uh and rely on those relationships and come together because that's usually what has saved the day in the, the, the two volumes previous. Uh, that family relationship. Uh, but this time the trouble comes from within the family and it's not a trouble that is, you know, a good or a bad or a, you're right, I'm wrong, but it's, it's a little bit more complicated and it's going to create quite the conundrum for Cordelia. So um leaning into some drama there, which I'm really enjoying still not loving the art, but the story is so elevated that I, I definitely Oops. appreciate it. They're, they're, they're managing multiple storylines all at once. Um, and I, I, this is what this is this is what Mark Miller you know, excels at. So definitely still on board with that book, despite the art. Sorry, not loving it, but check it out. It's still got a great story behind it. And that's my lightning
3: rod. What,
5: what, well, Steve Steve tried to cut you off early with those uh,
2: jingles. I, I, I picked I up they my phone and they like, went the, off.
1: It was like the Oscars where they're pulling you off. It's like the old
2: time alarm Bobby used to ring on us, but you know.
1: It's
0: The wrap it up box from
2: Elskit. Aaron, what's the art issue for you? Is it not expressive enough? Because it sounds like it's a very it's, deep storyline that needs. I, I was be accustomed
6: across. to, in the first two volumes, I was uh-huh. accustomed to it being very fluid, but clean. Okay. Um, in, in the sense that you you could, everything seemed to be very, structured in a way that you could see the beginning and the end of things you could see the the objective you could see the almost um, the shadows you could see the foreground and the background everything was so perfectly mm-hmm. sort of structured you know in the frame this is a little bit more abstract um from my taste um not wildly so but it's enough that it is not always it's not you're you're not always able to focus on some things focus on something it's it's abstract, but at the same time, one dimensional it. it hmm. I remember specifically with Coipel's art in the first uh, volume, it was always clear where the action was and what you were to focus on. Um, while at the same time regaling you with these beautiful images in the background, that's not so much the case here. It's sort of just like you get a page of stuff, and you really sort of have to examine it and evaluate it to sort of figure out where you're supposed to be, um, and yeah, it's, it, it's difficult. You know, that could take.
5: It's not, out of fair this to, it's not fair to follow Quappel. Well, that too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <That's the story laughs> true. The second one was Stuart Imminent. Yeah. Which was it? Almost is. I mean, they, I haven't read this one yet, but the art really is distracting to where the first two volumes were.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Imminent mean, was it actually. Again, I remember saying it wasn't as structured and as clean as Quapel, but it still it held its own in the yeah. in what it was trying to do. This is it's making it more difficult for me. It's it's Absolutely. yeah. It's sort of, who was the artist that was on? Um, oh my God, it was one of our best uh, of where she kept dying and coming back.
1: Oh Layla Star, yeah, oh, Leila Starr. Um, yeah. The many
6: deaths of Layla Star. Oh, yes.
5: was it? Was it Alfona? No. Yeah, was it who? Oh, the uh the artist? Was it who it
6: the artist? artist?
0: Felipe Andrade.
6: Felipe Andrade. Yeah. It's given me a little bit of that, but even still not as clean and structured as that. A little bit. It's hard to describe. Even the colors are are, are <laughs> mm-hmm. a little different. Um yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's the only disappointment for me for for the book. Um, but uh, again, the story itself is still it is top notch. The, the, the way he has layered this family and grown the family and what they are doing and their relationships and the, the, the strengths of the relationship and some of the flaws of their internal relationships, but how they still sort of recognize what they need to do, how he has turned a character who from the first volume was basically like a fuck up <laughs> <laughs> and made them like the center of all things um and this volume is i think it's just great and you will and believable which is you know not always easy to do and here's the
2: thing so, the, the story sounds really strong read all together will this lesser art so to speak i don't want to say it's lesser it's just different will it be just part of the whole and you won't even notice when, if you read all of it combined oh,
6: if you just see this in omnibus, you you and you open the first you're like oh wow that's yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. abrupt, Um, right. but not so much between Copello and Eminent as much as, you know, is between Copello and this yeah. or even Eminent okay. in, in this. So, yeah. OK, again, I like the way you said that. I don't want to say it's bad. It's just different for this, this story. So I think in another story, I might really appreciate it. But for this story that I'm so accustomed to seeing. Things again. When I asked Capel at NYCC, how would he describe this? He's like, it's Harry Potter meets The Sopranos. And it's really <laughs> That's, That's great That's oh, great. What is, a description. You know? he's like, it's a very, very clean, structured sort of noir look that it had. This is not as structured as that. This is a little bit more wow, bang, zoom. And I don't know if I
0: appreciate it for this. <laughs> oh my one. God! You just turned into Katie Holmes from the movie Go. <laughs> there you go it's the first line of the movie bang zoom surprise <laughs> uh i have a question for you Aaron. yeah all right um and my apologies if i've if i've asked this already because i think that i have in the past okay the dead lucky is part of the super massive like radiant black yeah. stuff right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay um How much does it intermingle with the rest of the Radiant Black? Is it it super heroic-y at all? I haven't read the rest of
6: it. I've actually been staging to jump into it, sort of going back and seeing how much I would have to tackle. Um, I I noticed there's Radiant Pink that comes out this week um, and a couple of other things. um, And I actually watched a couple of YouTube videos uh, about it. Wow. (laughs) From what (laughs) I have seen, well, I watched more YouTube than I probably should. It's probably healthy. Um, but from what I have seen um, of the other uh, universe, the other aspects of the universe, I haven't seen a lot of crossover. I, 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 to be honest with you, unless there's some Easter egg that I'm missing, you could read this and really not have any any relationship. Unless it, in some unless unless there's some story in the other books that explains how she got her powers, no. um, I I don't think it's related at all. And that's you know in the respect that you have to read something to understand this.
1: They're just kind they of creating don't an umbrella. It. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, um, go ahead. Because like Rogue Sun is also in the same universe. It has no connection to the Radiant Black or Radiant Red. So you, they're just kind of creating an umbrella universe for all these stories.
0: Yeah, I feel like every time I turn around, there's another series starting in this, uh, in this universe. And why do they That's call true. it the Supermassive Universe and not like the Radiant the Black Universe? universe? <laughs> Or the Radiant Diverse put, or something. They
1: put out that uh, uh, crossover a month or, or a year ago with Inferno Girl Red, Radiant Black, and Rogue Sun, and they called it Supermassive. And it has to do with Supermassive Black Holes where where the Radiant ra- radiant powers come from.
0: Right. So okay. they
1: just called it the Supermassive Universe. Also,
4: Supermassive, great name. Just saying.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: I I just didn't get the memo. That's not like my <laughs> web name.
4: It's it's your it's your web name. Yeah. That's your OnlyFans name, actually.
0: Yeah. Oh man. This <laughs> <laughs> oh. time it wasn't me. So I'm incogn- staying out of this one. Quick, <laughs> quick incognito Google search. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's to, well, it is you. I recognize the forearms.
4: Oh, the rolled up sleeves. Woo, It is slutty. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Awesome. I have you all know, uh, Hive went down before we hit fifty, so I didn't ask you all about your slut eras, and that's the only thing that saved you.
1: <sighs> Hive, we barely knew you.
4: Oh, it'll be back. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be back. Going security
1: issues, they'll be fine.
4: We'll we be fine. We love it over there. Instant. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I'm in a chat Must room still still somewhere. Yeah, I'm in an AOL chat room. You've got me. <laughs> Ooh! I'm starting to start my friends. Those are dangerous.
4: Get my MySpace back up.
2: I also so have I'm a have couple a of Wildstorm
1: g- message boards.
2: I have soup, <laughs> I have soup cans with string hanging right, right by my phone, just in case.
4: I think I've got a girl Zanga hanging around out there somewhere. Whoa! Remember Zanga?
0: Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't history. remember Zanga.
4: Do uh, I? Yes. I think you would if you saw it. <laughs>
0: God. Okay. Um <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells. Wow. Um, John, you're God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey.
1: Um, I don't know what Bob is smoking because yes. I have found the Captain America relaunches <laughs> to be enthralling and amazing i have enjoyed every moment um uh, symbol of truth with uh uh, with sam and falcon rb silva on art i i really love the the politics in that Mm -hmm. the commentary on what's going on at the border other countries i like the wakanda stuff and i will never pass up rb silva's depiction of the black panther but I've been loving Sentinel of Liberty, um, the 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 whole Steve Rogers reboot uh, with the Outer Circle and all the conspiracy theories. It, it I have secret empire vibes going on. Uh, I've been loving the the artwork on it. Those were I thought those first six issues were a hell of a lot of fun, and then my book, one of my books this week is. Captain America and the Winter Soldier, super special. Or yes. I, didn't, I I call it the super special. Um, Jackson Lansing and Colin Kelly at writers, Kev Walker on pencils, JP Meyer on inks, KJ Diaz on colors, and Joe Caramunga on letters. So I don't want to spoil the end of Captain America's Sentinel of Liberty too much, but uh, let's just say Bucky Barnes has taken his place as the new revolution in the outer circle. The Outer Circle is the mysterious architects of the MCU, and this book begins by delving into 100 years ago, uh, 1922, where the Outer Circle forms as uh, Gavrilo Princip, uh, the man who literally started World War I with a bullet by assassinating Archduke Franz Ferdinand, proposes what they call the Century Game. And these five architects, the power, the money, the machine, the love, and the revolution, have been behind the scenes playing a game and molding the world. And we find out in the last uh hundred years, certain of these players have done a lot better than others, and now Bucky is the new member of this group, and It's not what he thought it was going to be. He thought it was going to be a lot of quick Winter Soldier violence, and he was going to put an end to it. And he finds out he's got a much greater agenda ahead of him. He's got a grand game that he's going to have to deal with. He's got new allies. He's got a load of new enemies. And I found this to be fun. Kev Walker's art I've always enjoyed. I love Bucky Winter Soldier, and this felt like some of the best Winter Soldier we've had in some time um and then if you if you combine this and the the captain america the book oh my god the the steamy gazes between bucky and steve (laughs) so real it's all here i i'm i'm down for it Uh, and i'm just giving you crap bob i know that this might not be everybody's cup of tea but i and i love the tiny coat stuff and I love the, the uh, like, I like Rick Remender even, but I'm having a time with this. This kind of feels nostalgic, but it's kind of the nostalgic cap that I've wanted for a while, probably going all the way back to Brubaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this, this special really sets up where the, next, the rest of the series or the next part of the series can go. And, and I'm, I want more Winter Soldier specials. I want more cap. I want more Outer Circle. I've been really enjoying this little conspiracy in the MCU. Uh, the next book I read is Avengers Assemble Alpha, number one. Uh, Jason Aaron and Brian Hitch with Andrew Curry on inks, Alex Sinclair on colors, and Corey Pettit on letters. So this begins Jason Aaron's Swan Song on Earth's Mightiest franchise. Uh, he brings together all three of his Avengers incarnation here. So you have the uh, uh, Avengers forever who've been traveling the multiverse, finding different incarnations of the prime Avengers. Um, and they're bringing them to their Citadel at the end of time where the literal prime Avenger is trying to wage war against the multiverse masters of evil and Mephisto. Uh, you got the 1 million Avengers, the Avengers from 1 million years ago, um, uh, and they are meeting the current day Avengers. And of course, when you put two super teams together, what do they do? They fight. Um, Marvel, and of course. Of course, it's Marvel. They always have a fight and a misunderstanding. You got Starbrand Hulk. You got a young Odin who decides that he wants to get into this fight because he's got a baby Thor at home who's crying, so he just oh. wants to get the hell out of oh. the house i've been there we need that um you got the classic uh the the ghost Rider writing a, a a burning mammoth uh across the the ancient world uh i it took me forever to warm up to jason aaron's avengers but i really think when he started forever and the avengers book and we've kind of been culminating here it's really started to come together i'm finally getting into this run right before it ends but hey whatever brian hitch i love me some brian hitch um he used to do specials for um uh, bendis's run he did the ultimates with mark miller uh he did the authority way back in the day it is cracking me up though because i remember waiting eight months for between issues of the ultimates this guy is doing monthly venom he is doing specials here he is doing a book with jeff johns at image somehow in his later career he has found a way to turn out books like john Ramita jr can and it still holds up it's still great artwork this is a fun fun big avengers story that i've been waiting for for some time and if you haven't been reading the avengers you can jump in on this and read the rest of the this little crossover as it takes us to the end of the Aaron's Aaron's run and it, it's not going to have the same grandiose quality of Thor but it's gotten really good over the last 6 months and I am happy for that because Aaron is one of my favorite writers and this book was disappointing me for a very long time but it's finally making me uh, enjoy the Avengers again and I am happy for that and I'm done <laughs>
4: I was literally biting my hand to keep from talking while you talked about Winter Soldier. John, have they ever made a book that was more perfectly for you and I than this one? I don't know. This book was amazing. <laughs> I was like cult stuff. Long-haired Bucky petting Alpine. This is everything. Oh,
1: oh I forgot the cat. The cat's here, Alpine. and how he's got his, he's got the the, the one single strand oh. of the hair that just keeps escaping from oh the man my bun. God, oh. this, the,
4: the Doctor Evil panel of Bucky with Alpine is amazing. Oh, yeah. I it... have... <laughs> My
1: he's God. even got like the oriental robes going on I know. And, like, the classic <laughs> he's silks and he's it's like, like you no. are straight up super villain now he really
4: was like you know i have held in a lot of stuff for a long time and it's time to unleash it <laughs>
1: i love that. i'm just gonna be me
4: <laughs> i love it so much. also did we catch the i can do this all day reference because oh, it yeah. made me cry <laughs> oh i fucking love this so much i <laughs> like this losing is
1: a great it. Special.
4: Yeah I, I, I didn't it. I didn't know it was happening until it was on your list and I was like I'll check it out and then I was like shrieking and waiting just to talk to you about this. <laughs> uh,
3: <I laughs> oh, with you. It was God so good. it's
4: everything. Bob if you have it if you're not interested No I have it. i right I
2: read it. It's in front of me. I
4: Okay I, didn't work for you huh i will Did, say there's like five pages of x ex, uh exposition right at the beginning that i may have skimmed but the minute my long-haired beautiful boy walks on i was like i'm back in it got me back uh, i'm here
1: the <laughs> exhibition or the exhibition <laughs> Well, i later. love the i love the historical setup because the whole idea that ever since world war one yeah. People have been playing a game with our politics, our culture, and our <sighs> stock market. Yeah. And if you see everything that's happened over the last hundred years, it's like, damn, that could be accurate because <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, God, no, go there, john, oh no don't go there
2: john please don't go there
4: john is like you know they made some points
1: <laughs> <laughs> they made some valid points for me
2: oh you're the new history channel not the old history
1: channel i can john, see
3: this john coming and up. i like just I spiral just
4: into about, conspiracies
1: over yeah. here talking about some egyptian uh pyramids and aliens oh later it's okay well he just john got just thrown off down. the, 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 the,
2: the archaeologists <laughs> are, are fighting back for against graham hancock yeah i see uh, yeah <laughs>
4: I also Um, love that this really does, like, nail home the really accurate truth that Winter Soldier is, in fact, just a cat. And they just make a (laughs) metaphor of that for, like, several pages is very funny. They're like, it's your friend until it bites you.
2: (laughs) No, I I, I know. I'm the outlier here. It's just just for me the... I, I maybe I've been a cap too long. It's just the conspiracy theories have gone in and out and through that secret empire and Hydra, and we're back around again. And maybe it's just time. I'm too long in the tooth.
1: No, I, I hear you. I just I feel like we've had so many. Um, you know, I mean, I'm I started Secret Empire, going back to Englehart. I'm not talking Secret Empire oh, okay. from a mm-hmm. few years okay. ago. I just like the whole. Hidden conspiracy. I felt this one was a little bit more um it took a it was a slow <laughs> reveal. It wasn't just hammered on us that you know, like Hydra Cap was that 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 just that was so Soft. forced. Yes. Yeah, it was and and this one feels a little bit more classic Cappy. you know, because
4: oh, it does. That was the yeah. theme
1: of Cap a long time that you know there was always these, you know, conspiracies and he was always kind of pitted against the country and things like that i just I, it just feels very nostalgic to me
4: yeah
3: yeah
2: again to me it's a little recycled but yeah it, it's it's nuance now it we is, are we're also we're also going back to cap wolf kind of which i didn't know we needed to
3: <laughs>
2: or or falcon falcon i should say
1: but yeah really
2: yeah. Uh,
1: the, the Sam book, I can understand. That one's a, a very eclectic. But I liked, I liked the Sam book a few years ago when they oh, did it. I love yes.
2: the border when was, stuff. When we start to go with yeah. guest stars like Deadpool, it, oh, really? Is yeah. this where we're going?
1: But I love his and Misty's relationship. Always, I love, always. I love uh, just some of the people who pop up in his life. Uh, it's just you know sam's like sam really doesn't have any superpowers other than those wings and they're not i mean they're just he's just a guy who just never you know gives Mm -hmm. up and i i like that character trait well
2: i i just want to see more of that sam
1: Mm -hmm. and if you start dragging
2: in all this other stuff it's i want i I think i wanted a sam book
3: yeah a ground
2: level let me see Sam Wilson doing Sam stuff, and I don't even know what that stuff might be. It might be veteran stuff. It might be detective things.
4: Yeah, well, I the, think that the the quintessential Sam, in in my opinion, is when he was working with the New Falcon and they were helping immigrants, and they were like, yes, level. early
2: the first couple issues, I loved, absolutely loved. Yeah, yeah.
4: that that was so good. So we can go back to that. Let Bucky have his conspiracy cult like villain makeover and cats. Yes, okay, yeah, cats, (laughs) cats everywhere. Just him and Alpine against the world. I love them so much.
3: Thank you, Thank you, John. <laughs>
4: yeah, Thank you. This is this meant a lot to it's me. The shared,
1: <laughs> shared love. I, I knew yeah. we could we could do it.
4: I feel you reaching across the screen and holding my hand as we talk yeah. about <laughs> this.
0: I'm enjoying these pictures of the cat. Right? Well, so the
4: good. cat's awesome. <laughs> Alpine just... is perfect. Like we do we do not say bad words about Alpine, the cat.
0: All right. It's time for one more lightning round. Somebody give me some lightning jingle 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 oh that's right oh hold on a second i okay. gotta kill myself uh, what, maybe not yeah no oh. no it's, it's happening Yay! there okay. we go all right so chris correct me if i'm wrong but earlier <laughs> in the show uh-huh. you sounded like you wanted some cannibals am i <laughs> i mean I...
4: I wasn't like wanting cannibals but i'm always here for cannibals so what do you got me
0: Well, I got plush number one for (laughs) you. Written by Doug Wagner. Art by Daniel uh, Hilliard. Colors by Rico Renzi. Letters by Ed Dukeshire. And edits by Kevin Gardner. So, I don't remember anybody's name, so I'm just going to call him Dudeface. (laughs) Dudeface is broken up with his girlfriend. He found out that she's pregnant With some other assholes, baby. He's not really into that, but he was going to ask her to marry him. And he's afraid that he still loves her despite what she's done. And he's struggling and he doesn't know what to do. He's got the ring in his hand. He's thinking about crawling back and trying to get her to convince her to go through with the marriage anyway. And they'll figure it out. His mom's giving him pressure. She's excited about the baby, even though it's not her son's baby, whatever. And the friend is sitting across him in their apartment. And he's just like, dude, this isn't this. This aggression will not stand. And I'm looking at him and I notice he's in a fur suit.
3: Mm-hmm. So I'm
0: like, oh, boy, I know where this is going. So friend says to dude face, we're going to go drinking and then you're going to come out with me and we're going to have a time and you're not going to think about any of this crap because you're going to be among new people and you're going to have a new experience and it's going to be incredible. Let's go take this drink that I made you. He takes the drink. He says, it's disgusting. His friend says, don't worry about it. They end up going to a furry convention. Art is spectacular costumes. Sorry. Fursuits look amazing. Uh, But he starts to feel sick. And he's like, oh, God, I think I'm going to throw up. So instead of throwing up on the con floor, he runs for the exit and goes into an alley and starts, you know, tossing his cookies and whatnot behind a dumpster. And when he turns around, there's a group of three furries. Two of them have the heads off of their costumes and they're eating one of the other furries. Oh and the lead furry's <laughs> like, yo, This isn't what it looks like. (laughs) Anyway, dude face is totally trashed. He runs out into the street screaming, wanting to get away from whatever the hell is going on. He thinks he's been roofied. He's all pissed off. He hits a cop car, gets arrested. The story goes from there. It is positively so strange and really gross and really funny all at the same time. Um, there are already a lot of colorful characters. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the art for this is gorgeous. Um, the furries in particular just look ripped right off the convention floor. Uh, the art has a little bit of like a Trad Moore vibe to it. Uh, legendary Luther Strode and whatnot. Anyway, really, really, really good time. I enjoyed it. I highly recommend it. It's got cannibals. It's got furries. What more could you want? I'll tell you. exterminators, numbers one through three, written by Leah Williams, art by Carlos Gomez, colors by Ryan Valenza, and letters in production by v c s Travis Lanham probably my favorite thing that I've read from Leah Williams so far. That's not to say that there aren't other good series and books. There are, but holy crap. So Dazzler, Jubilation Lee and boom, boom. The series begins with a nasty breakup between Dazzler and her boyfriend of two whole months. His name is Alex. Alex is a jerk. As it turns out, Alex is a cheating asshole, and after Dazzler catches him in the act, she kicks his ass to the curb, destroys his vinyl collection, and oh, demands no, that... Oh, no! <laughs> I know. Blow, blow, blow. It's a real classic scene, too. You know, he's down on the street, she's up top on the second floor, throwing everything no, down no. off the balcony. No, it's Dazzler, it's go. real this classic This is the
2: first stuff. record I ever bought from Shaun of the Dead. Bro.
0: I love it. So she destroys his vinyl collection and oh. demands that... Uh, Jubilee and boom, boom, meet her for a round of drinks at her favorite local bar. So already this series is kicking off. Like, you know, when we're reading Captain Marvel or we're reading She-Hulk or some series where there is just that one issue where they all get together and they all Mm -hmm. go out for the night and party and have a good time. And it's one of the best issues of the series. We talk about it on the podcast. This is one of those right from the start. So. Do you want to know what can make a nasty breakup even worse? Uh Finding out that your ex is a vampire. And because you smashed all of his precious (laughs) records, he's concocted an elaborate plan to destroy you and your friends. There are labyrinths, monster truck races, sewer monsters. They're all here. And so is Laura Kinney, the Wolverine. The four ladies try to escape, but as they encounter one challenge after another, they quickly realize Alex's gauntlet is designed for other reasons entirely. Dun, dun, dun. So it's like if the glass prison from 2001's uh, 13 Ghosts meets Hustlers meets Cube meets Vampire Party Time. Uh, and oh th- one, <laughs> one of the things I love about this the most Each issue comes with a content advisory warning at the very beginning. So in the third issue, it says the following issue is recommended for mature audiences only. It contains gore, comic mischief, extensive discussion of Dazzler's ass, partial nudity, also more than partial nudity, and is probably not (laughs) suitable for any audiences. Reader discretion is advised. It's fantastic. It has a tremendous sense of humor it knows exactly what it's trying to be uh the artwork is gorgeous but it's also quite cheesecakey on purpose it is going for that larger than life uh very buxom look but it is very much having fun with it very much aware of what it is and it plays with all of those conventions um a lot and it's it's just a ton of fun i was sending Paddles and pages and stuff uh, to the chat over uh, the other night when so I was related really Are the ladies' subjects? As I don't know, objects,
2: which makes the difference, or no? No,
0: I don't think so. Okay. It's it's them having fun and enjoying using the you enjoying their powers and using them in a ridiculous situation. Um, I don't find I didn't find it to be disrespectful at all. Like, is it? A, is it? Posey, yes, but it's on purpose. It's kind of one of those things you fourth just have wave
2: to do. I mean What's that? fourth wave feminism taking control of sexuality kind of thing. Absolutely. Yes. We- yes, 110%. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like there's a there's a strip tease with Boom Boom where she is like taking off the straps to her, to her dress. And she has to count down with the booms that she uses. So she does one strap and she says, boom. And then she does the other strap and says, boom. And then she pulls the top down and it just says, boom, boom across her chest. And there's all this confetti and lights coming down and there's blood splashing everywhere. It's having a time with itself. It's, it's very funny and very fun. Uh, There's only two more issues of it left. I absolutely love it. I didn't know what the series was about or what the tone of it was going to be, but it's super duper playful um, and it's just having the time of its life with these characters. And it really does remind me of what if you took one of those like bottle issues of everybody just going out and cutting loose for the night, but you made a five, you know, issue arc about it Um, and it just it has that energy to it. At least when I read it, it did. So, there you go. Um, What else? Chris, you asked if anybody was playing Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yes. I have played Marvel's Midnight Suns. How is it? It's cool so far. Um, I will say I am extremely early on. I have created my character uh, and I've done some of the tutorial battles but uh, I'm also in the throes of God of War Ragnarok. I'm about fifty-seven hours into that right now, and I don't want to break the flow or the story. I'm I'm having the time of my life with that game right now, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it out until the end and probably get the platinum. But I wanted to just get a taste of Midnight Suns to see what it was all about, and it's very cool. So uh, we talked about this coming out a little while back. But this is the new game from Firaxis, uh, the same people that made XCOM. This is them doing something a little bit different this time with the Marvel property. And uh, the story for this one is Lilith has come back and she's raising hell and she's taking people out. And so you and your Midnight Sun's friends, basically a lot of these supernatural characters from the Marvel Universe are all going to get together and join the good fight. And in between the good fight, you're going to go back to your abbey, and you're going to do a lot of socializing with the X-Men and different Marvel characters. And from what I understand, the roster for this game, like I haven't even I haven't seen anybody yet, but I've seen Nico from the Runaways. I've seen Magic, Doctor Strange, Iron Man. Uh, There's my character who her name is uh, the Hunter, and she is basically the chosen one who like break, break coffin of glass when you need hero (laughs) to defeat Lilith kind of thing. Um, But it's cool. She's got a personality. So you're not a silent protagonist, which is kind of a nice change of pace. There's a lot of video games that just do the silent protagonist thing where you just basically nod your way through this epic adventure and never really lend any real opinions to what you're doing. Uh, That is not the case with Marvel sons this game is very very much about socializing and it is also a power card battler where instead of interacting with enemies in real time you are using uh heroism points to basically plot out your attacks uh almost grid style it's a little bit more free form than that but it's very quippy it's written to feel kind of like a marvel movie Um, Nobody really sounds or looks I mean they look like themselves they look look like the characters but you don't feel them desperately trying to capture the look of the movies Um, this game kind of has a look of its own it's not exactly the prettiest thing I've ever played but the character designs are interesting and like I said there are tons and tons and tons of characters in this game, and I'm looking forward to running into them and and seeing how I can interact with them. Uh, From what I've heard, this game is probably like 70% social, 30% battle. Um, So once I get to the Abbey and start to basically talk to a lot of people, there are different uh, friendships that you can make throughout the game that'll change the way battle plays out. Uh, It's cool. I've only spent about an hour with it so far, but I like what I see and I'm looking forward to digging it and uh, digging into it more once I'm done with, um, I want to say Thor Ragnarok, God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> uh, and just super quick, the the new season or the new se- the new pass for Marvel Snap is out. Uh, Silver Surfer is at the front of this one. It's a cosmic themed uh, season. I keep saying season battle pass this time. I have not missed a day of playing this game multiple times a day since the day this game came out if you have not tried marvel snap it's free give it a shot it's amazing it is so well tuned and easy to learn and tons of fun i'm i'm having such a great time with it and i got a peach momoko uh jubilee card variant the other day which was real nice and i got a ryan gonzalez who is one of my uh favorite Marvel artists uh, I got her rogue card the other day which is awesome and it's one of the things that I love the most about this game I love the gameplay I love um, kind of the back and forth that you have with other players while you're playing it but the diversity of art it's a shame that they don't have the artist's names anywhere in the game attached to this stuff there should be I think like a card info screen with everyone's information on it I think would be cool if they went that extra mile But they very much could have built a game where a character is represented by a single card, but because they're monetizing the hell out of this thing and they want to sell you a bunch of stuff, they decided to pull a bunch of, you know, existing and original art and slapping it onto these cards and giving you a variety of that. Every card has at least like six or seven variants to it, and you can spend real money or in-game currency to collect these things. But they're artists from all over the spectrum, and you can really customize your deck to show off your personality. Like for me, I've put cash into the game because I want the Peach Momo Go cards. I want the Ryan Gonzalez cards. You know, artists that I really like that maybe aren't that big in the Marvel scene just yet. And um, I just think it's cool that the game offers that. Um, again, I wish that they would credit the artists a little bit better, uh, maybe even monetize their stuff, but. I'm sure contracts and whatever. It's a whole bit, the whole thing. Um, but Mar- what was that, Chris?
4: Nope. Thought you were done. Keep going.
0: No, I'm just, Mar- I just, I can't get over how well out of the gate Marvel snap functions and, and how easy it is to pick up that for me, somebody who's tried to do a card battler so, so, so many times and bounced off them completely within a matter of minutes that I have not missed a single uh, day with this game in the two to three months that it's been out. I can't remember. But um, I play it whenever whenever I get the chance, whenever I get a few free moments. If I'm making dinner, uh, if I'm waiting for stuff to upload or whatever for work, I can get a round in. It's only six turns per round. Uh, it's It's fantastic. I highly recommend it to anyone that is able to get it on their phones. Mm-hmm. And that's it.
2: Chris, go first. Go for it.
4: I did just buy and pre-order all of Exterminators because of your description. So I think I needed you to know that. Dazzler is my girl. All right, that was one of my favorite ever cosplays to do was Dazzler, and I, I roller skates
2: it. and all. Did you do the whole thing?
4: I didn't have roller skates because I would actually die if I tried to go <laughs> okay.
3: roller
4: skates. But I did have I did have white uh, with rainbow sparkle shoes. To, Perfect. To Good, those, Good I did the full like blue star face paint. It took me like nice. two out two hours to get it off, um, <laughs> and, but it was fun. I'll I'll put pictures in our chat for that. Please. But it was fun. Dazzler's my girl, and hearing that her precious badonkadonk don got appreciated is important <laughs> to me. So I downloaded and pre ordered. Yeah,
0: I put I a also... couple of I put a couple of panels, Bob. If you if you scroll back in the chat yeah, on uh, Skype. I love this get in loser. We're going to therapy so
2: <laughs> after. Gonna... Now, 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 Chris, what would you have thought if, as was planned, apparently Taylor Swift played Dazzler?
4: I so we've had. I think we had this discussion a few episodes ago. We right? In my opinion, Taylor Swift is more Dinah Lance, and okay. uh, Carly Rae Jepsen is Dazzler. But okay. you know, yes, yes, right, yes. right. Like, but hey, Taylor could do it. She could definitely do it. Um, I just don't quite think it's the same she doesn't have that it's not her type of music exactly Um, not
5: anymore no I think if you had gone back to like reputation I think it would have been but she's moved on from that (laughs) I'm sorry I'm sorry everyone
4: (laughs) Bob's like oh what have I done her reputation outfits are much more Dinah Lance which is why I think that like she looked like Black Canary during reputation era oh Oh,
2: okay
4: we're done (laughs) Steve,
2: I, I do, uh, you know, you're talking, you're about plush, and if that, <laughs> if this is what furries are about, did, did I manage to survive that panel at Icon by the skin of my teeth?
0: Furries are great. Furries are enthusiastic okay, loving and, people. And, and cannibals. Okay, wait a minute. Hey, listen. Sometimes <laughs> you know, you you just need a Snickers. That's all. Sometimes you feel like a nut. Yeah. Okay. I mean, great.
4: hey, there is a cannibal love story currently on in theaters right now. We're in a cannibal era. I don't know what to tell you.
2: Well, Don't guy tell Army Hammer it? that.
1: Yeah. Army oh. like I Army missed Hamer's my time. Some back. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere time. Somewhere in the Bahamas. Somewhere in the Bahamas, Army Hammer just prime share.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that poor, not that poor guy. That's not what I meant. But like no, that guy no. is like, that guy is like, damn it. This movie, Chalamet, Chalamet's making a killing on this, and they and I got canceled for it.
4: <laughs> the fact that it's Timothy Chalamet and the guy who made uh, "Call Me by Your Name" doing this is so funny. You know, they just saw that news story break and were like, "I have a great idea." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh god!
5: You know what? All right, let's That's let's what he gets for the Lone Ranger. Let's be real. Oh, that <laughs> movie! Yeah. Oh that god.
0: movie was oh. terrible. Oh, boy. Oh my oh, It was terrible. All right. Let's move on. Let's 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 get through uh some of this other stuff here so we can wrap it up. Uh like I said earlier, we got trailers coming out the the butt here, but
4: <laughs> coming out the butt as yes. say. As, as the kids say. are going That's up the insane. nose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alan coming? Sorry. Oh, he's, probably, he's part of the artwork this week yes i would think yes so warner brothers is in negotiations to develop dc animated projects for amazon's prime video hmm. there's lots of stuff going on over at dc um yeah and i think hbo and everything over there in general i think they they might be dropping the hbo and just calling their service max once God. they do the merge going <laughs> so, forward
4: that so was stupid sorry <laughs> <laughs> it is a little stupid
0: uh, according to Variety uh, ba, 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 they're bringing stuff to Amazon multiple Maybe. IPs multi-platform clearly, is the future know,
5: they're, they're clearly doing a lot of re-merging rebranding over restructuring. there restructuring yeah mm-hmm. and they're trying to farm out as much as they can Honestly, look, Warner Brothers has been going through it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. that is one way to so I can see
5: DC and Warner Brothers being like, hey, where's the place we could dump this stuff? For two reasons. One, we're gonna streamline HBO Max into Max. And two, just in case <laughs> you know, just in case HBO Max folds after the the restructuring, at least our stuff will be hosted here at Amazon and Amazon'll pay for it.
1: So there
5: you go. Well, yep. Amazon
1: just—you uh, can order, you can get HBO Max through Amazon Prime now. So they must have worked a deal mm. that kind of maybe sharing some of these uh, things. They did. The- there's <laughs> an article about it. <laughs> oh. God.
3: You
0: sound like you got the inside track, Aaron. Well, no, there's
6: an article about it earlier on um, MSNBC or CNBC rather, where they did talk about how they have this—they've they, restructured this whole deal to to. To do just that there was two parts of a part of it was what we're kind of talking about now what you mentioned earlier steve about changing the name to max um and then you know all the streamlining that they're talking about blah 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 but then again yeah that pathway through amazon prime so yeah there's it's all happening in real
1: time
3: mm.
1: are we gonna get to see batgirl no, <laughs> no. They, they, they'd have to return the insurance money
4: that's it. only 11
1: million dollars
4: we it just need like some. An Ocean's Eleven esque team and break in and get it. That's what yeah, we need
1: I'm to do. Oh yo. We got five here.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, who else can we
1: call?
0: Not to not to kill the mood or anything, but uh, oh, Senator Warnock just defeated Herschel Walker.
2: Why is that killing the, the mood? That's not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. George No, pretty good.
0: just say it. I don't want to bring politics to the show, but oh my oh, god, yes! No!
4: Okay, I'm like, that's a positive. That's good. A yeah, positive.
0: Yes, positive. It is a positive.
4: That's a good thing. Confused me. Did you you gaslighted me see, just now. Did yeah. you see the
0: other
1: news?
4: The too? Word of the
2: year: Gaslight.
4: Yeah. You I know, did you thirty
1: like minutes solid. on how this now constructs the Senate? Because I have to do that tomorrow. Now. Did you see? Did you
0: see the Trump news that he no. was found? His Trump, no, no, no. Organization the Trump organization was found guilty. Yeah. Was not him. No, I, I know. That's why I said Trump organization found guilty on oh all counts of fraud. Well, when, your, when your chief
1: financial officer turns tail and tells him everything, that's probably going to happen.
0: Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. I feel oh good. I feel, like cocaine cocaine right bear. Bear. <laughs> I feel like cocaine bear right now. Cocaine bear. There we like cocaine bear. So are <laughs>
1: shirtless bear fighter when you need him.
0: Oh, God. This, this trailer has some real shirtless bear fighter energy to it. Oh Did God. anybody recognize that the dude at the beginning of this trailer is the IKEA guy?
4: Oh my god! No. Yeah, <laughs> the
0: guy on the guy on TikTok that was uh, yeah. talks about working at IKEA and That's all the so like funny. the doomy music comes in and he starts mouthing off to the camera.
4: Yeah, he's oh in god, this. That trailer. That trailer was so good. <laughs> was this is looted. coming from
0: Elizabeth Banks. This is based on real events that a whole bunch of cocaine fell, I think, out of a out of a plane, mm-hmm. and a bear got a hold of it and ate it. And this is oh the story God. of that bear and the people that meet that bear. It's so this funny. looks like a Grizzly Shark doing lines, is really what this does. movie looks like. It I'm really all does. about it.
4: Him snorting it off the trunk of a tree. I was losing it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just like honey in,
3: in
2: a beehive you know it's a poo thing it's
4: a yeah i so love the like poster with him like flipping his hair back and there's just puffs of cocaine coming <laughs> off it's so good
1: <laughs> oh you just want some like gold chains and like a deep bean yeah. shirt.
4: yeah i
0: <laughs> yeah. am all about it i am all about it right I want, I want this movie so bad
4: can cocaine bear be the mascot of the show now please
0: yes <laughs> I'm gonna make it so. I'm gonna, I'm yes. gonna pr- print the shirts. Talking about cocaine college, bear. Man. Cocaine <laughs> bear.
2: And he's coming to what platform? Where are we coming with cocaine bear?
0: I think cocaine bear is gonna be a theater thing yeah. at first. I think that's what. It's wow. Like,
2: yeah. I know, right? Imagine Major that. release. Okay. Five thousand screens. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm
0: gonna see. Where... I'm gonna be
4: there opening night. <laughs> You know, I always, Nancy. I always
0: uh, scoff at these articles that 4D. are like, "Where to watch Cocaine Bear?" But now I actually need to know.
2: Maybe they'll do it in that where they shake the seats and they throw cocaine at you in the theater.
4: <laughs> yes, Four, 4D totally. You're right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Uh, I wonder if this is coming to. Looks like this is coming. Oh wait, here we go. Where to? Where to it's watch theaters, and stream? Here we go. There was a whole list looked like it said netflix no yeah. i don't know you could see it in theaters
4: yeah
0: okay we'll figure it out i'll watch the trailer again later and i'll let you know
4: it said it's theaters in the trailer
0: yeah for sure well, theaters for sure i just i'm not sure if they're gonna do a day-in-day release with mm. um another streaming service oh, Okay. i don't know i will go to the movies to see this one for sure <laughs> same uh, oh my god, Indiana Jones 5. We finally have a title and we have a proper and official trailer from Lucasfilm. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Not I am the not... trailer
2: hate the title.
0: That's a really bad
2: title.
1: <laughs> That's really it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I am I'll go first. I am not a Indiana Jones guy. I've seen the movies. I like them to a point. But I've never been like enraptured by Indiana Jones. and I, I never really saw what the big deal was. That being said, I think this trailer looks like a ton of fun, and so does this movie. and I'm I'm kind of into it. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Harrison Ford play this character one more time. Uh, it looks action packed. And I'm really excited to see James Mangold uh, take on a franchise like this, uh, especially after what he did with Logan. And I would like to see what kind of jobs he brings to this.
4: And you know, Those are my thoughts. Dial it up to eleven.
0: Okay. <laughs> that would have been a better title,
4: right? Uh, I I don't know. I I I think that the articles about this movie are going to entertain me more than the actual movie <sighs> because that article where it was like. <laughs> that uh, he bullied Chris Pratt out of thinking about being in this movie is very funny to me. Like I haven't recovered <laughs> good, from and that. Good for,
5: and good for him. <laughs>
4: right.
5: I, just I was like, want... can we
4: bully Chris Pratt out of acting, please? <laughs> <Let's>...
5: <laughs> I don't want to watch that movie though. And you know, it's just Harrison Ford's face, CGI pasted onto stunt double bodies. Oh my God, you're so right. Like there's the yeah. shot of him like riding the horse down the, uh, the, you know, Sixth Avenue or whatever. And I'm like, -uh. (laughs) no, no, no way. (laughs) No, no way. (laughs) Sir. And all the, like the running shots of him are like mm-hmm. like far like uh, long shots, <laughs> and it's just like kind of like this like shadowy figure running through the hallways, and I'm like, uh huh, okay.
4: He should have just like Batman Beyond it, and had him be the guy in the computer and have a new, yes,
5: like new guy in the in chair. Because yeah. look, Harrison Ford, you know, grizzled and charming and charismatic though he may be, is eighty years old.
4: <laughs> That's like- this poor man. <laughs> 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 uh. Oh God. Yeah, uh, yeah,
3: that's we, it. We,
0: we, <laughs> time to trot it, him out one more time.
2: God. <laughs> it, it, the CGI in the last movie, and it was Spielberg, no less, and George. We had this Tarzan movie with Shia LaBeouf and a car yeah. chase that that oh had no God, people in it and no cars oh and no anything else. It's the first three movies, which are old fashioned, physical, practical stunts and effects. And I'd like to see us go back to that. But movies don't do that much anymore. It's all green screen and everything else. And it's, uh, you know.
5: They are de-aging him for the uh, opening sequences.
2: Yes. Yes. They have to prepare to make him into, you know, Thunderbolt Ross and the Red Hulk. After They're all. not doing the Red Hulk yes, and I was they are. By that. Yes, they <laughs> are.
5: I was, I, they are not doing the goddamn <laughs> yes, Red Hulk. If they do the Red Hulk, then, then Marvel has officially jumped the shark because even when Marvel <laughs> Comics did the Red Hulk, they jumped the damn shark.
3: But then they did is, the Red
5: She-Hulk, too. N- yeah, and that lasted. Yeah, but it was great. Those, those Carlos Beguayan covers were wonderful. Yeah, great is a word I would not use to describe Jeff Loeb's Red Hulk run. Right? <laughs> I'm not, no, no I agree. <laughs> She-Hulk was much better.
2: But anyway, yeah. anyway. Anyway, anyway. Want to see another indie movie? I'm a fan. Um, I'm in.
5: <laughs> Temple of Doom, baby. All the
0: way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. John, where are you at in this? I, I, I feel like you're I'm curiously so... quiet.
1: No, I'm still trying to, I, I kind of forgot about red hulk and jeff Loeb. <laughs> <laughs> i just had like i know oh, you i had a like an oh shit moment like oh yeah joey's right that john good.
5: i know you and i know you read jeff Loeb's hulk like i did oh yeah i did yes and and, and, and you and i are the only people i think at this table that read that goddamn book and remember, it was awful <laughs> it was
1: like, i kept sticking around because i wanted to know who's the red hulk i and they... know they tricked us. They really did. <laughs> so many times. Um, I'm down for this Indiana Jones. I, Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of my favorite movies of all time. I have I liked three of the four. Um, and this one looks like a, a, a good cap to the end of the Indiana Jones franchise. Because I don't think this should be rebooted. I don't think it should be redone. I say, let, let, let's Done. have a swan song. Let Harrison Ford go out. Um, and... Call it a day. (laughs) Yeah. Call
0: it a day. Don't, don't disagree. These horrible <laughs> images of what they're going to do to Harrison Ford when they're done with him in this movie. They're going to put him honestly, in an urn and put it in the yeah, no, you
5: do. Honestly, anything that they do to Harrison Ford in this movie is akin to just like, you know, elder abuse oh at this God. point.
2: Oh,
4: like like choosing to be in the movie. They didn't no, make him.
5: He's 105 years old. He signed the contract.
2: He knew you doing? know
5: those, <laughs> the meme, you know the meme of like Danny DeVito getting a call from Tim Burton and he puts the hat on, the top hat back on. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what this is. They're like, "Oh, yeah, I got the, fedora. the He gets the fedora He's like, "All right, guess I'll do another
4: <laughs> one." One more time. They brought me back in. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yo. Huh. Yes. I just got a I just got a email from my boss. I got a crazy Christmas bonus this year. <gasps>
4: Congrats! Right. Is this
0: really the place for this? I mean, <laughs> I mean, look, I-
4: I'm unemployed, but I can be happy for you.
5: <laughs>
2: Congratulations, I'm, I'm employed, please. and I can't be because I'm going to get a twenty-five dollar gift
5: card from Walmart. That's my Christmas bonus. Steve, you've you've actually been working very hard this yes, year. Yes,
4: you have. Congrats! That's awesome. Yeah, Congrats, you've
5: been dude. you've been pulled off of the show many times to work late oh. hours, so you yeah. deserve it.
4: Yes, you I do.
0: interviewed the cast of the new National Treasures series right. the other There's day. There's
4: okay, another well, flex.
5: There's another know, flex for us.
4: <laughs> we were being so supportive, and now you're yeah, doing it. I,
0: I got another. Yeah. I got, oh, you got <laughs> another, another one. Here we go. We <laughs> got another I got, offer uh, while well, we were podcasting tonight. I <laughs> got two of fired them, for
4: Christmas. You just got yeah, another email. Got
0: email and said <laughs> <it> was... <laughs> oh, um, gosh. No, I knew, look, I know that I'm being awkward, but hey, it's the last episode of the year. and. so good. I also know that it makes you uncomfortable, so I do it when you're here.
4: <sighs>
0: I don't know. like I Look, I like I said earlier, I've been in a weird place. I'm still in a weird place right now, so this you. is what you're getting. I support it. This is me. This is the real deal. I don't I don't pull any bullshit. I just come on the show. Come as you are. Uh, <laughs> hey, trailers.
4: Are we talking about your Cocaine Bear? We, got two, be
0: we got two more. We got two more, then we're getting out of here. Transformers <laughs> Rise of the Beasts. Yes! <laughs> what yes. how how oh God. how is care. it
1: a movie nobody wanted but we're
4: getting uh, how is it that all of these beast wars was my favorite transformer <laughs> series i am the person this was for yeah, but like
0: all a... of these transformers movies come out and from my perspective pardon me but like yeah. no they're, they're, all, they're bad all. and they're, they're ugly no, and but you... the transformers bumblebee, movies... bumblebee's
2: worth watching yeah, yeah. bumblebee yes bumblebee is great
5: transformers movies are, have, have, by definition been bad yeah but have also by definition made billions of dollars Here's,
4: like, I'm, I'm holding out hope for this one because i don't know if you remember this series but beast wars was when they were like okay no. transformers exist but what if we made it like a shakespearean epic of drama chris, and relationships Shakespeare. <laughs> chris,
5: chris we, you did beast not wars, watch it. Oh Beast Wars was our Transformers. It
4: was our Transformers. And I just, I want this, okay? The, the you know, CG, it's probably going to suck, but I'm going to love it anyway. The
5: CG animation for oh those God, Beast Wars so cartoons good. is, like, early computer animation like the mouths don't move oh, and the yeah. figures can only move x y it's incredible you know I it's like pretty
4: sure that the cheetah character is the first character i ever wrote a fanfic about so <laughs> that's <laughs> what we're talking about when we say beast wars.
5: yeah it's uh it's it's oh, God, it's preposterous it. will i see it i'm gonna say <laughs> yeah. probably not but I will... I will but i haven't watched a transformers movie oh no
0: since the first one, I think.
4: Yeah, same. But will I come back for this one?
0: Yes, I'll I'll come back for this one. The only one I've seen in the theaters was that first Michael Bay one, and then I yes, skipped the rest. Mark. You didn't um, see Marky Mark? No, I did oh, God, enjoy Bob Marky out, Mark,
4: I forgot. <laughs> Bumblebee is
0: uh, yeah, yeah, Bumblebee is was very enjoyable. I liked that Great. movie. So
4: this one could be good.
0: Travis Knight, guy from the Leica CEO. Hilly Steinfeld. I'm just
4: saying, this one could be good. I, I would, think this I'll movie looks it. awesome. I will take it for the team. I will go see it and see if it's worth it for you all because I'd like to save no, no us five, $5. that yeah. I will not be seeing this anyway. So. Yeah.
5: 40 minute, 40 minute lightning round. Chris talking about Beast Wars.
4: <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. I'm going to explain to you who I shipped with who. <laughs> Look, Chris, you, you and, I, you and I
0: will like do it. a Rise of the Beasts <laughs> presentation when this movie comes out. Yes. I will join you. Yes, Steve. best 100%. of
2: end of the year. Best of when's it come out?
0: It's it's coming out next year. It's, it won't be here oh, until okay. March, I think. Oh, well. yeah, we got a little while.
4: Uh, is it March? Is it March? That's what I was asking. I Think so. If it's April, I could just fly there and we see it together. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we gotta have a house for you to come and visit first.
4: Yeah. I mean, that is just details. <laughs>
0: true true all right transformers rise of the beasts oh, God. it looks it looks so like fun i want to see it i don't yes. get excited about transformers stuff Either. this has me excited is...
4: it looks have, like the transformers
0: watched... movie we were always supposed to get yes.
4: and if you haven't watched the original beast wars i am not kidding when i say it's like up there with gargoyles in like one of the cartoons that i remember having real drama and stakes and good writing i love it so much <laughs> i'm not exaggerating i swear <laughs>
0: All right, last but not least, the uh Marvel dropped the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 trailer and there were some pretty extreme responses to this one across the internet. Uh and there were some extreme responses to it in uh in my in my heart as well. <laughs> I look I'm ready to, I'm ready to be done with the Guardians. I'm ready to say goodbye to Guardians. Really enjoyed that first movie. Enjoyed them popping up here and there throughout the MCU. Didn't really love Volume 2 as much. I don't know that I'll ever watch the Christmas special again. Bet. But I I didn't care for it. But I it. um I am really really looking forward to this movie. Even just from a visual standpoint, this trailer has some really, really incredible scenes. I love that shot of the different colored um, like spacesuits when they're all going out into the stratosphere. I think it looks great. Uh, and this looks emotional as hell. Like there's some hardcore glimpses and, and scenes uh, even in just this trailer where it looks like we might lose a couple of characters uh rocket raccoon looks to be going through it in this one i think the story is going to center a lot around him and his past and maybe him going back to rescue uh the the people that he left behind and it just it looks like it's going to be a tearjerker and i'm i'm all the way there for it um and it'll be interesting to see where they leave it and where where this franchise might go in the future if they're going to pass the mantle or recast for a whole new guardians. Uh, and I'm I'm genuinely really looking forward to it, um, and knowing that Gunn is going to be going over to the DC side and you know setting up shop there and doing everything that he's going to be busy with. This is probably his last hurrah for Marvel for now or maybe ever. So I'm 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 curious to see how he goes out and I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. This trailer got me jazzed. I wasn't too high on it beforehand and then I saw it. And I was like, oh wait a minute. This has the potential to be very cool. Uh Joey, how about you?
5: Uh I agree. I did love the holiday special. I really enjoyed it. I had a ton of mm-hmm. fun with it. I'll probably watch it every year. I don't think you need to watch it again. Um Guardians one and two have been up and down for me. Um, sometimes I watch guardians volume two in the context of the whole infinity saga. And I'm like, I get it. I understand it. Characters are hit or miss for me as well. Um, but with that said, I think that Gunn is one of the few directors in the MCU, along with, I guess, John Watts, who's able to do their story you know and finish it out and finish out the trilogy. You know, Favreau only did one and two for Iron Man and the Russo's picked up cap for 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 Winter Soldier. So, in terms of like cohesion and telling a, a story, I think Guardians Volume 3 was going to allow Gunn to wrap things up and it does feel like a wrap things up. My personal opinion as I threw in the chat after we the trailer dropped, kill them all. Wipe yes. them out. Take yes. them all out. Take yes. them all out. Um, I'm back on board. <laughs> you know i've I've been saying I've been saying this for a couple of of months now that the MCU universe has gotten so interesting and you know multi layered and there's so many different places and settings. That the Guardians almost feel like a throwback at this point, and something that you know isn't moving forward at the same kind of rate as the rest of the franchise. So I think it does deserve the ending. I think Gunn is able to give it an ending swan song. Um, I think it, I think like they all all three movies, all two movies rather, have so far. It's gonna look great. And the soundtrack's gonna be great, and it's gonna be funny and quirky, and you know have all of those B movie trappings that Gunn brought brings from his uh, you know uh, trauma days. But hey, man, wipe them all out. Let's move on. I don't we need space.
1: <laughs> yeah,
5: I don't need space anymore. I do love the uh, comics accurate Guardians uniforms, though. Uh, I yeah, think that's that was awesome.
0: Great. Uh, anybody else want to jump in here?
4: I hope yeah. they all die.
1: Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option but I'm more on board
4: <laughs> I, even, I the, even the, the otter
2: do we want the otter to die not the poor little otter
4: mm, yeah no I'm um, no? good with them dying I, I think it's no. okay <laughs> there are other otters
3: <laughs> wow. You know,
4: I really I I've like increased in hate over the years for the Guardians increasingly to the point that I said in our chat I wanted to jump into traffic when I was forced to watch this Christmas special cuz I hate them so much.
0: Oh no. <laughs> Even Rocket Raccoon?
4: Rocket Raccoon is is no. He I like Rocket Raccoon. He I hope I I wish him a future where he and Bucky can be friends and you know bond over the arm um <laughs> that's all <laughs> everyone else can die <laughs> thank you I, I will leave the show now it's fine
0: john how about you i'm
1: i'm ready for the guardians to be gone i like the the um the classic uniforms and i love the color scheme but uh, we can do so much more in the marvel universe in a third guardians movie so I'm ready. I'll see it, but I'm ready to move on to something else. Ooh.
0: Wow. Just brimming with enthusiasm. Here. <laughs>
2: well then come to me, because I am actually.
0: Um how about you? you?
2: Uh we get the high evolutionary. Yes. We go way, way back to the to early early Marvel. We've got that maybe spoilery, but it's in the trailer. Well, maybe he's part of where Rocket's origin is. We get Adam Warlock. Some fun stuff here. I, I did not like Guardians 2. I have to say that, but mm-hmm. the holiday special reignited my feelings for the quirkiness of this and how it can really work, and I, I'm really hoping for really fun things here. I I'm obviously on the outside looking in, but I'm I'm excited for this one. All right. Nice. I
4: just just want the space MCU to be the star jammers. I've said it once and I'll say it again. That's who we should have got and who we deserve.
0: What about Alpha Flight? When are we going to get Alpha Flight? Never. (laughs) Never. Never. I want Sasquatch, damn it.
4: I just, I want to see those longer middle boys in space.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But what
2: Pick if we throw. have the next set of guardians? We, we saw the old guardians in the second one, in the, our post-credit. So we bring Stallone in. He's he's still working.
0: I think he's in the new one. he's, really? got, a, he's got a part in Volume Three. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there he does. There you go. See,
4: who's gonna bully Chris Pratt out of this movie? Because then I'd see it. Stallone. <laughs> Stallone. We'll we break
1: you. his arms. Yes, get out. We need I'm, you. I'm, I'm taking over. Harrison Ford and Thunderbolt shows up.
4: He just, he just comes to bully Chris Pratt, nothing but else. <laughs>
1: completely CGI, Harrison Ford. Just...
4: <laughs> Red Hulks his way into it. Yeah.
0: What about you, Aaron? You got anything stirring in your nethers for the uh, Guardians? Whoa! Oh, Whoa! <laughs> oh, that, that Wait,
6: went
4: stirring to a his where?
0: Yeah.
6: <laughs> I mean, everything has its time. Um, I. <laughs> uh, that's how that's I look the at it. Most
4: Zen master way to respond to a movie.
6: <laughs> it really does. Everything has its time. I mean, you got to look at it from a from an, a percentage perspective. All the movies that what is it thirty some odd movies yeah. that Marvel has put mm-hmm. out, all of them like damn near billion dollar makers. Not everything is going to like land, you know, permanently. And they were a niche, you know, they were their sort of first foray into. I don't, I don't know. I guess you want to say comedy, even though it was a little bit more. Um, but I think it, it. everything has its time. I don't know if it's necessarily Absolutely. meant. I would be perfectly fine. I don't want the cosmic aspect to go. I would be perfectly fine if they segued from there into like a Nova-focused yeah. series of films or something like that. And sort of just refer back to the Guardians or something at some point. Or a rocket comes on every now and again or something like that. Someone we don't have to worry about aging. I, I'm okay with that, but I think it's okay for everything to have its time. I'm not like vehemently opposed to it, but I'm sort of like I, I'm not connected to it at all in a way that I'm gonna I'm gonna pick it in the streets, so I'm fine.
4: <laughs> I'm there. Up. You have it, folks. It's just me. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right, let's wrap this up by talking about what books we're looking forward to this week. Bob, what is your list looking like?
2: Poison Ivy 7, of course. Damage Control 5, FF2, Captain Marvel 44, Variance 5, Secret Invasion 2, Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur, back with a new first issue. And that's all pretty good stuff.
0: All right. Uh, Joey, what are you getting?
5: Uh, Do a Power Bomb, Uh, that Texas Blood... Immortal X Men, Marauder, Secret Invasion, Hard Eyes number four, um, Funny Creek graphic novel by Raphael's Albuquerque and Scavone. (laughs) Uh, Whatever, I'll check it out. Um, And uh, the new one from Boom called Know Your Station from Eat the Riches, Sarah Galley. Yeah.
0: Nice. Uh, Aaron, what's in the pool? Um, all the
6: X books that were talked about, uh, FF, uh, I think there's a Miles Morales, Spider-Man number one coming out this week, mm-hmm. uh, variants, secret invasion and do a power bomb.
0: All right. John,
1: uh, Batman one thirty, sort of Azrael five do a yes. power bomb. Seven radiant pink one that Texas blood 20 Avengers 63 captain America, Sentinel Liberty, seven daredevil six dark web one, Fantastic Four Two <gasps> Immortal X-Men nine yeah, Marauders Nine, Miles Morales, Spider-Man 1, Spider-Man 3, Thor 29, X Force 35, and X-Men Red 9. Wow. I know.
0: No, my list is my list is just as big. I don't know. Here but... we go, buddy. We're doing uh, it. Yeah, like I said earlier, definitely gonna be taking advantage of the review folder this week. Chris, are you looking forward to anything?
4: Uh yeah, sort of Azreel. Whichever number John just said, five. Thank you. I'm I'm up to date with it, but I just couldn't remember. Uh, So that one for sure. And then I'm just going to spend the break, the talking comics break, just diving deep into Ultra and reading like a ton. So we'll see what I find and get into there.
0: All right, sounds like a plan. For me, um, these are my my month weight books. But Batman 130, Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo number two. Gotham City, Year One, Number 3, and Poison Ivy, Number 7. On the Marvel side, I have Captain Marvel 44, Daredevil 6, Fantastic Four, Number 2, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Number 1, does come out this week, Moon Girl and Devil, Dinosaur, Number 1, Secret Invasion 2, The Variants Number 5, and X-Men Red, Number 9. On the indie side, Behold Behemoth, Number 2, comes out, Do a Power Bomb Number 7, Golden Rage, Number 5, Heart Eyes, Number 4. Uh, A new Tim Seeley book called Hexware, number one. I'm going to try out. Uh, Kaya, number three. First two issues were awesome. Uh, Joey mentioned Know Your Station, number one. Uh, And still reading The Least We Can Do, number four. Little Monsters, number eight. And That Texas Blood, number 20. Hell yeah. 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 That's the book. This is, a, this is a solid, solid ass week of comics. You
5: know, they were like, we know that those motherfuckers have their best stuff twenty twenty two this week, <laughs> so let's just give them a bunch of shit to read this week uh, to 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 get some sneaks onto the list.
0: Yeah, throw a wrench into the works. That first issue, that new Fantastic Four series. Mwah. looking forward to the to the new one this week for sure.
5: Yeah, B- uh, Bob, you read the. The Alex Ross graphic novel,
2: right? I absolutely love it. Steve did yeah. too, right?
5: Yep. It's great. That's oh, been showing cool. up on a lot of people's like best of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I, I would think stuff, so. As I've just, been doing my
0: just, research. Just just saying. Yeah. Okay,
1: great. <laughs> it yeah. might make an appearance. It yeah, New
0: It's outstanding. It's a great book. Okay. I think All right. that's gonna
4: do it. Great. Um it's <laughs> a <laughs> <The> little <laughs> great. <laughs> fantastic just great fantastic. awesome four amazing
0: <laughs> does anybody have any closing statements anything they'd like to yep. share or yep yep prom- yep, okay. yep, yep,
2: yep i
3: okay.
2: it's very inside baseball i just want to thank my co-hosts for giving me a day off we're recording a day later than usual to allow me to have a very special day yesterday so thank you to everyone
0: yay, yay. you're very welcome Bob. Oh, that's amazing that's awesome uh, anybody else wanna share anything, wanna say anything before we do these uh best of episodes?
1: I'll share. I, I obviously I've been in and out this this fall. Um my wife Kayla finished up chemo a week ago. Awesome. And Yay. her yeah. uh surgery will be one week from today. And we're getting positive vibes and all the MRIs are coming back with great news. Great good results. So we are we're that's on awesome. to phase two. So we're very very blessed with everything that's been going on and helping us and science is great and medicine is amazing.
0: Yes. Yay. Awesome. That's wonderful.
4: Thank that's
0: great, John.
6: That is yep. awesome news. Yep.
0: <sighs> all right, good. That made me feel all tingly. <laughs> it <made me> so <laughs> good. I'm so glad. All right. Um, I don't think that there's anything other to get to. I mean, like new, new format for end of the year stuff starting next week. We hope you enjoy it. Hope that you uh, tune in. Please, if you want to, you could definitely still send us questions uh, or lists or any recommendations that you uh, would like us to take a look at before we do these shows. We are recording them uh, this coming Sunday. And everybody's going to be there. So it's going to be a big crossover show and we're going to have a blast. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to do it. Uh, We've reached the end of this week's edition of the podcast. As always, you can send us your comments or questions through our email podcast at talkingcomicbooks.com. We are also on Twitter at Talking Comics for now. Um, It's kind of turned into a bit of a spam account because I barely tweet from it these days. But we are also on Hive and we are on Instagram.
4: Yeah. So, uh,
0: the Instagram is Talking Comics Podcast and Hive is just talking comics, correct?
4: Yeah. And you can come hang out with me on Hive whenever it comes back because I'm just Yeah, it, it comes back. Which is why there's a lot of praising Davy and Wayne <laughs> in case <laughs> anyone noticed.
0: <laughs> All right. I like it, I, I stand by it. Uh, Bob, where can our listeners find you?
2: Old fashioned email, Bob at talkingcomicbooks.com.
6: Joey.
0: Uh,
5: Joey at com. Aaron.
6: Uh, at AJMS7 Young Insta. Sweet. John.
1: I have nothing right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I need to get a Talking Comics email, apparently, because I'm going to go back to that.
2: It's safer.
1: Yeah. I, I have no social media I have an Instagram account, but I can't think of the name. I think it might just be John Burkle, but I haven't posted on it for five years, so getting off the grid. <laughs> I, I'm I'm going I'm going in the bunker.
0: Uh Chris, you've got a bunch of stuff. I was gonna
4: say, meanwhile, I've become <laughs> extremely on the grid. <laughs> uh, I am still hanging on to the sinking ship of Twitter at the Myth of Psyche, but I don't tweet there very much anymore. So if you actually want to find me. Oh my god here we go i am on hive instagram tiktok and mastodon as at the myth of chris uh, so come hang out with me at any one of those while i try to figure out which one's gonna stick um, and other than that you can listen to me uh thirsty on tune is going to continue posting over the break so if you're getting lonely for more content we will be here for you being thirsty and Talking Comics. Uh, our next episode is about the webtoon, The Hunt, and it is our most explicit episode yet. So Whoa. buckle in Whoa. for that. <laughs> there is a great deal of blowjob talk. So, you know.
5: Jesus. Hello.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I am just saying. You just
0: dropped an episode last week, right?
4: Yes. Yes. We did. We just dropped a new episode. It was a completely uh, unhinged episode. We did it on a day I was having a really bad day, and we just decided to recommend stuff to all of you. Um, so it is no theme, only vibes. Go, go enjoy that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's on the main talking uh, podcast, a uh, talking podcast feed, talking podcast, talking pon- comics pon- pod, the pon- only pon- feed,
4: pon- the, the only, only
0: feed for all your yes. comic needs.
4: Yes. And you'll get another one from us very soon. And then we have one coming up where we're gonna actually review a fanfic and get real fun with that. So we've got some fun things coming out. Is it uh,
0: John's Paw Patrol fanfic?
4: (laughs) That may be next. That may be next. Uh, You'll have to just wait and see. It's a classic in the fanfiction world. Um, And you can also come over and see me on Gotham Outsiders where we are approaching our big milestone anniversary where we're going to be reading Batman and Turtle. All of it, <laughs> so I'm very excited to cover that one. Uh, and I think that's everything. Probably all right. should
6: be a separate <laughs> podcast just for Chris to say everywhere you can find.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
4: <laughs> you can find me at Linktree if you don't remember all that.
0: <laughs> the best, uh, I am at dead underscore anchoress on Twitter. I am, uh, I believe dead anchoress on Hive, yeah, and uh at dead underscore anchorus on Instagram as well. Um, Primarily on Instagram these days, and I will be back on Hive when it comes back. Uh, You can message me on Twitter. I'm there during work uh, every weekday, so I will see it. But um, I'm kind of stepping back from that platform right now. Take a little bit of a breather. Uh, But I will still retweet cute crap that I find in my feed like I did today. Mostly cats. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next time with the first installment of our end of the year celebration. We really hope that you enjoy it. And we hope that you enjoy the season and the holidays. Uh, Get together with family and friends and have a good time and stay safe. Be excellent to each other. And until next time on the Talking Comics Podcast, to be continued.